Love Talk Radio. Okay, Canes Nation. Those of you who were able to attend last Saturday's scrimmage in West Palm Beach have had your first look at Rick Ball. So what did you think? That will be the prevailing theme tonight as we begin another edition of Kane Sport Live. I will tell you what one significant expert I spoke to the past few days thought. Coach Howard Schnellenberger was thoroughly impressed by the forward progress he felt he saw when he observed the scrimmage on Saturday. Howard will be calling into the show in a little bit, and we'll discuss that with him. One guy who wasn't overwhelmed was defensive coordinator Manny Diaz, who's looking for more consistency and better tackling from his guys when the spring game is held this coming Saturday at Lockhart Stadium. There were times when the defense looked okay during the scrimmage, but there were other times where they just looked plain bad and there was nobody around the football and the cornerback position without question and without surprise shaped up as a major concern. We spoke with Diaz earlier today about the scrimmage on Saturday and other topics. I thought we played faster than we played in the, in the, in the first scrimmage. I thought we were a little less tentative, a little less timid, which makes sense. Um, so I thought we saw a bit more of our disruption, a bit more disruptive plays. Um, but the biggest, the biggest disappointment, really the thing we made a biggest deal about the entire spring is leveraging the football and tackling it. And uh, I thought, I thought in the back end, I thought we were very poor at tackling. Some of the credit, we've got some guys that are hard to tackle, but uh, but the way that we're we're trying to teach it, we're it, it's obvious we're not we're not ready for prime time yet. And we have to continue to uh, to improve on that. And, and some of the guys we have just may not be able to, you know. I mean, we've told them those who will tackle will play. Coach, you showed a lot of different looks on defense. I mean, you weren't really holding a lot back, were you? You know, it was called a scrimmage. No, the the, the well. We, we we got to practice at some point, you know, and, and, the, and usually you're going to be pretty vanilla in a spring game. Um, the first scrimmage, you're you're more doing your early install. So yeah, we we had to we had to do some different. You know, we wanted to see if we could handle you know some different calls and being multiple and, and some things like that. And the encouraging thing was the I thought the the, the plays we made behind the line of scrimmage. Um, but again, when you know we, we we have to you know this defense is, is predicated on two things. It's, it's it's predicated on making negative yardage plays and not allowing big plays. Um, and I thought we succeeded in one, and I thought we failed spectacularly in the other. Coach, does Sheldrick have a leg up? You think as far as uh, the quarterback spot opposite Corn, and who's your third best corner at the moment? I, I, I I'm very very honest. It would be hard to say who our best corner is right now, let alone second and third. Uh, that position has has got to continue to. To really improve, and all those guys know it. It would be a disservice to all of them if we told any of them that, um, you know, Corn Corn knows he has the most experience, but but he's got to play at a much higher level for us to have any chance to slow anybody down. How much has the learning curve been with guys being with this approach of being more aggressive and less reading and, and reacting? It, it um, you know, I think the biggest thing is just we've made such a big deal about leveraging the football and setting edges, and I think. You know, and getting up the field, and I think that's the part that you just you got to get into some game type situations like scrimmages to really feel it. Because you, you're asking you're asking your guys to trust your teammates. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody be at one place, and if we and if we build a wall on every play, then it could be hard for the offense to move the football. Um, so it, that takes repetition because they, they have to learn to trust it. But mm-hmm. but overall, I think the guys have I think the buy-in has been good. We just, but we but we gotta we just gotta play. Manny, we'll we'll catch up with Cole on Thursday. But from your perspective, what kind of progress have you seen from up front? I've I've been very encouraged with the guys up front. Uh, I think we've got some guys that uh, 
that that can that are hard to block, uh, that can make plays on their own, uh, that can make plays even you know you know when when you don't have you don't have to manufacture a play for them, you know. So that's encouraging. You know, obviously uh, it's really hard to be good defensively if you're not good on the on the on the defensive front. I think those I think Coach Cool has done a great job with those guys and. And getting them to play hard and, and, and get them to get their feet across the line of scrimmage. And, and I think, you know, I think they enjoy, you know, being disruptive and making plays uh, behind the line of scrimmage. Maybe when uh, Darian Owens comes back, do you get a sense of where he's going to play or is he just getting most out You know, um, you know, it, it'll, it'll be either at the Mike or Will position. It, it may honestly depend on how we feel about what we have, you know, you know, at, at the other spot. So I, I think he could do either. Um, and, and right now, and, and he also may play both. We may have some guys that, that may have to swing between Mike and Will just to make You have to have a great appreciation for just the, the pure honesty of Manny Diaz. And did you hear in the middle there the way he put a little bit of a bullseye on Corn Elder? And let me tell you, after watching the Hurricane scrimmage on Saturday, Manny Diaz is 100% correct. Corn Elder is the guy that this Miami defense absolutely must have beginning right now, if they're going to have any chance in the fall to accomplish, you know, pretty much anything. You know, at some point, you've got to be able to keep people from completing passes. And right now, they are struggling so poorly at the other cornerback spots on the roster right now that you've got to have one that you can really count on to be a shutdown guy, a, a guy that you know is going to be there play after play. And Corn Elder, without question, based on his experience and based on his athletic ability, needs to be that guy. And Miami very badly needs him to step up his game without a doubt. Hello again, everybody. I'm Gary Furman, the publisher of Canesport.com, and welcome to another spring football edition of Canesport Live. As always, this is your show. It'll be driven by your participation. Uh, the call-in number, same as always, 646 646- Five nine five two zero four eight. That's six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Remember, hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come and participate on the show, and that'll give us a prompt, um, and we'll know that you would like to come and be a part of the show. Um, as always, we ask the fans on the message boards at canesport.com to submit questions and topics that they would like to hear discussed. On tonight's show, um, I'll attack these as the show goes on this evening. Um, but I'll begin with the first question, and that involved the offensive line and how they look physically. And the question pertained to whether they're slimming down on their body fat. And um, here's what I'm going to say: I think the team in general, top to bottom, is going to be in better shape. You know, everybody you talk to. Uh, on a regular basis that's around the program, that's around what's going on in the weight room, answers in a very consistent manner. And that is that the kids are working more productively. They feel like they're working better. They feel like the things that they're doing, which is a little bit different than maybe what's been done in the past, and there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. This is Anything that you say about the weight room is not an indictment on Andrew Swayze. Okay, Every coach has their own way of coaching everything, whether it's a running backs coach, a defensive line coach, or a coach in the weight room. And Andrew Swayze did a lot of productive work in this program, and Miami's put a lot of players in the NFL, and a lot of those guys still come back to this day to work with Andrew Swayze. So 
Anything you say about the weight room, I don't think should be considered an indictment on Andrew Swayze. Um, you know, but there's different things going on. I will tell you that the university is making a bigger investment than it's ever has in the history of the program in feeding the players, in nutrition, in making sure that they're eating the proper foods and, they, and, and the proper recovery foods after practices and workouts and things like that um, to help them with their bodies. Um, obviously, that was a stipulation that Mark Rick wanted when he was hired. And you know, pretty much the things that he discussed before he was hired, they're pretty much devoting the budget dollars that they need to devote to straighten out those areas of the program and allow Mark Rick to run things the way that he sees fit and he feels is necessary to get this program back to winning again. Um, so obviously when you're talking about strength and conditioning, it shows up typically as much or more on the linemen as any position. I mean, just because those guys have the bigger bodies to work with. And I think you will see an offensive line that's in better shape than it's been throughout the past several years. Um, and I think you'll see a more in shape football team um, in general beginning this fall. So I hope that answered that question. We'll get to more as the night goes on. Again, the number 646-595-2048, 646-595-2048. Make sure you hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. I'm expecting to get a call from Mr. Howard Schnellenberger in the very near future. But let's begin our phone calls this evening in the 845, where you're live on Kane Sport Live. Yeah, Gary, Greg, how you doing? What's up, Greg? Welcome back, as always. Okay. Um, I listened to Matt on the Joe Rowe show the other morning, and he said that he wasn't impressed with anyone on the defense except for Muhammad and Grace. Did you see it that way? I mean, they stayed without question, stood out the most. Um, I don't think anybody else really, you know, jumped off the field on defense, to be honest with you. It was kind of ugly on defense on some plays. Uh, there were a lot of plays, particularly early in that scrimmage, where there was nobody in the same area code as the guy with the football, and it was a little distressing. I, I thought as the scrimmage went on, um, they got a little bit more comfortable out there and then started playing a little bit better um, as a unit. Um, but you know, in terms of guys that stood out, I mean, really, you know, even guys like Pinkney and Quarterman, who have been doing well in practice, didn't really stand out, didn't have, a, you know, a lot of tackles or anything like that, like you might expect uh, from the linebacker spot. Um, defensive linemen, I, I personally, I thought Kendrick Norton was doing some good things out there, even though it, it didn't necessarily show up on, on the stat sheet or anything. I thought that he... Um, you know, he seemed to be getting some penetration and, and doing some productive things. Um, let's see. Um, I mean, Pinckney was the leading tackler with four tackles, and it was pretty spread out from there. I mean, there were a, a couple pass breakups, but nothing nothing great there. Um, Robert Knowles had a few interceptions, but we're not overreacting to that because it was against the third-team offense and quarterback Vinny Testaverde, who has an affinity for throwing the ball up for grabs and um, getting intercepted. So um, 
nice plays by Robert Knowles. He, you know, he, he did his, he did everything he could do by making the plays. But you know, we're not going to sit here and suddenly say that Robert Knowles is now a star of the defense because of a couple of interceptions in, in a spring scrimmage against the third team offense. So I would have to say, Craig, that uh, what Matt said is, is pretty darn accurate. You know, I mean, individually, I don't think anybody jumped off the chart. Okay, now, based on what I just heard Coach Diaz talking about, you think that he has a, you think he'll be switching Jaquan Johnson over corner? They, they clearly really, have they, Jenkins and Carter at safety. Yeah, they they clearly don't want to do that. I'm just not sure what their options are going to be based on the level of play that we're seeing. I mean, it it just wasn't very good. I mean, right now they have Sheldrick Redwine running first team, and, you know, to my eye, he was not very good the other day. It certainly didn't look like a starting caliber player to me. And, um, you know, I, I think they have big problems, the cornerback. I really do, and I'm not sure how they're going to solve them. I know, I know they're fishing the aftermarket real hard, trying to find a guy that can come in here in the summertime and help them, uh, either from the JUCO ranks or, you know, something along those lines, uh, maybe even a fifth-year transfer. If, if they could find somebody, um, Mark Rick mentioned to us today that right now he has one scholarship, but you know, he doesn't know what's going to happen after spring practice. There could be a couple guys that see that they don't really have a spot on this football team that might decide to transfer, you know, might get a little bit of a nudge and say, Hey, you know, um, you know, why don't you go try your lot somewhere closer to home or something where you might have a chance to play. Uh, so it wouldn't be surprising at all if a couple more slots got freed up in that manner, uh, without question, they're looking at the, they're definitely looking at the cornerback position. Um, and they're also looking for a fullback. You know, Mark Rick likes to play with a fullback and they don't really have one on the roster right now. So, uh, I think those are two spots for sure that they're looking for help. But I think the other one, if they, depending on the number of scholarships, they get freed up, um, they're also looking for help at wide receiver. You know, he's not happy at all, justifiably so, with the depth at wide receiver on this roster right now. Um, so, you know, they made some plays the other day. Uh, I thought Stacy Coley looked phenomenal. I thought Braxton Berrios did some good things. But the depth and the speed, top to bottom, uh, right now is just not where Mark Rick wants it. And, uh, so depending on, on how things shake with the roster here, um, in, in, you know, once they get through spring practice, if some spots open up, I think you'll see them fish in the aftermarket for some guys at those positions. Okay, last point. Do you think if, if the stadium wasn't under construction that they'd have the spring game at the stadium? Yeah, they definitely would because, you, you know, you want to use it as an opportunity to sell season tickets. And the best way to sell new season tickets is say to a fan, hey, come out to the spring game and you can watch football from your from your seat. And, you know, they they, they tag the seats in those situations um, and say, hey, this seat's available, this, this seat's available. And people can, like, literally feel what it would be like on game day. So, yeah, they, I'm sure they would love to be having the spring game at the stadium. Um, I like it at Lockhart. I think it's great at Lockhart. I think Lockhart's the right size for the spring game, and I think there's going to be a great crowd out there on Saturday, You know, probably pretty close to capacity, and it's going to be a great day for the program. I like that much better than a spring game in an empty stadium. Um, you know, tick, Ticket sales or no ticket sales, I mean, I think you can find other ways to show people their seats. Just 
you know, just my opinion. Um, but I do think that in the future, if they can have it at the stadium, my guess is that that would be the university's preference um, just because, you know, that allows them to put people in the seats they might have. Okay. And what about Deontay Mullins? Any word on if he's going to make it in or not? Everything, everything we're hearing is that he's on course to make it. But in those academic oh, we need situations, him. That's for sure. oh, they definitely need him. But, you know, in those academic situations, until a kid is declared eligible by the clearinghouse of the NCAA and by the admissions office, you know, you never know for sure. Okay. Thank you, Gary. Appreciate it. All right, Craig. Thanks for being part of the show. All right. We talked about the scrimmage at Oxbridge Academy in West Palm Beach. And uh, I will tell you this. If there's a football being thrown around in Palm Beach County, there's a man that's very familiar to Hurricane fans that's going to be in, in attendance. And um, I'm going to welcome him back to Kane Sport Live. He's been a, a, a visitor on this show on, on multiple occasions and uh, always a favorite of all the listeners to hear his opinions on everything. And uh, that's Coach Howard Schnellenberger. And, uh, Coach, welcome back to Kane Sport Live, first of all. Well, <laughs> thanks for having me on. And, uh, boy, that was a great game we saw together up there. Well, we didn't see it together, but we were on the same stadium. And uh, I've never seen that uh, stadium before. There's 2,500 seats there, and it was full. And uh, it was a it was a breath of fresh air to see uh, University of Miami football under, with their new coach uh, taking the, their team to the people and the people responding. And uh, it was a uh, – all, all inspiring day. Well, you know, I said a minute ago they could they could put a football anywhere up there. You know, you live in Palm Beach County, and uh, you'd probably show up to to, to watch what's going on. Um, but I, you know, we spoke yesterday, and I was really struck by you know even even more enthusiasm than you just expressed a second ago here. Um, you know, it, it really made an impact on me because you know we've always you know you've been out before and you've watched the hurricane scrimmaging the last several years. And, um, you know, like many of us, you were a believer in, in Al Golden and felt that he was going to get things done at Miami. But as, as time went by, a lot of us who have been around the program through the years kind of just noticed that the team didn't seem to be as engaged in, in some of these scrimmages and things like as, as maybe it needed to. And, you know, of course the coaching change was made, but um, when you and I spoke, you, you seem very uplifted by what you witnessed out there on Saturday. Um, go oh, a little I bit certainly greater, did. Greater yeah, I certainly did. I was uh, thrilled with what I saw. I saw, uh, <clears throat> I saw a great uh, group of uh, football players, well-talented football players, uh, responding to uh, the uh, direction that their coach has given them. That they wanted to be a physical football team. They wanted to be, Teams uh, that could compete with the teams uh, that we've had that we've had they had at the University of Miami, and they could uh, rise to a level that would would uh, dictate that they had a, would go on to uh, be able to win ga- uh, big games uh, from the beginning to the end. Uh, I was uh, you know I've been watching uh, college football since I retired. I've been at Alabama, I've been at Louisville, I've been at uh, Florida, been at Florida State, uh, and uh, 
uh, in all of those places, uh, the, the intensity level has has not been where it was back in the '80s and and the early '90s. And uh, I think this team that's being put together right now is going to have the capacity to be uh, kind of a team that uh, has that intensity level. And when you have that intensity level and you have a quarterback and you have some receivers and you have some defensive guys that can rush the quarterback, uh, that's a sure recipe for success. Now let's talk about um, let's talk about a couple a couple specific things. And I, I, I want to start with Mark Richt. And obviously a, a guy that, that, that came to the University of Miami under you and um, – you know, had a, had a career as as a backup. And that, you know, didn't really rise the way he had hoped to as a player to the to the, to the starting throne. But but um, went into coaching and spent all those years learning under Bobby Bowden. And you know, in in your career, you've you've mentored coaches coming up through the ranks and developed coaches who went on to bigger things in football. But let's start with the time under Bobby Bowden that Mark Rick spent in Tallahassee. Uh, what do you think that's meant to him now as he's a veteran head coach? I think I have, a, have, to, I have to put a preamble on that uh, uh, because uh, we can't take away the fact that he had five five uh, very important years of his life was as a player under Lou Saban, uh, a year and four years under me. And uh, having the great uh, base for which he could go on up to uh, Bobby Bowden and, and Florida State, start as a GA, work his way up to the offensive coordinator, and uh, and uh, get his primary coaching skills from Brian, uh, from uh, Bobby, and, and but he had free he had it prepared with with being in there with. Jim Kelly and Bert, uh, Jim Burt and, and all those great players that we had down there in the four years that he was with me, those practices we had, long and hard and tough, uh, all the good things we did uh, from a win and loss record, um, all prepared him to go up there and then take, what was it, 15 years he was up there with him? Like almost, I don't, is that a close, close to I, how long I, he was up there? I'd have with? to double check the exact number. It was, it was definitely double digits. He was there for a long time. Uh, yeah, well, I know it's more than ten. Uh, and and uh, so he's been blessed, just like I was blessed to be tutored and be play and and be uh, on a coaching staff with uh, uh, Hall of Famers, five Hall of Famers, and. Uh, he didn't have that number, but he had uh, 15 years with Bobby Bowden, and uh, and before he uh, got the opportunity to uh, go up to probably the second or third best uh, place in America to coach a football team in, in uh, Georgia. So he's, uh, he's 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 he was blessed by his Almighty Creator to be put in that situation, and he responded. And has produced, I, I guess, the, his total winning percentage up there at the, Georgia is the best that has ever been up there, and, and is is in competition with Alabama and and uh, Florida State and, and Penn State and Ohio State and all those guys. 
Well, you were right. He was with Bobby Bowden exactly 15 years, and he also was the head coach at Georgia for a, a similar length of time. And uh, a, ten years. There was, there, there was a lot of no. It was, more, it was actually more than ten. He was the head coach at Georgia 2001 through 2015, um, and a lot of debate up there about obviously whether he, he should have been replaced. I mean, a lot of people think that the University well, of Georgia made a very, very big mistake. Go ahead, Coach. Don't, don't pay any attention to those carpetbag, uh, to those people up there that were uh, dissatisfied with us eight and three or uh, seven and f- four kinds of records. Jesus. Uh, you you got it right there in front of you. Read out that percentage of wins and losses he has up there. Well, his overall record was one. It was uh, one forty-five and fifty-one. Um, I'm gonna have to look it up, but I be, I believe here it is right here in front of me. I mean, he had uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine seasons where he won ten games or more. Um, he won nine, won nine games a couple other times. Only had one season with less than eight wins. Um, the 2010 that's season. A, that's, kind of I don't know who. I don't know any one coach has been at any one place. Uh, Joe Paterno would, would probably be the only one that would have would have had that length of time and that kind of a record. But now, what happened happened. He's he's here at Miami now, and you know one thing that you and I spoke about yesterday, which I'd like to uh, address now, is when a coach like Mark Richt learns from yourself, from Bobby Bowden, has the, he has the formula, okay? And then he goes to Georgia, and he puts a successful program together, and they do a lot of winning there. When he comes to Miami and brings his program, so to speak, to a different school, is that an easy transition, or is it a difficult transition? Well, it's, it's a, the easiest, or it's the best. I don't say the easiest. It's the best way to do it by having – Five, five years of playing at that university and then having all that 15 years with Bobby and all those years up there, he'll, he has got the credentials to go down there and, and, and take them to, take them to uh, where they, where they got to and, and where they where they're supposed to be. You know, uh, when I took over the job, when I took over the job down there, I, I, I had never been a college football coach, uh, and, and and I went into Alabama, uh, into the University of Miami, and 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 the reason why we were successful is because I I knew I could copy what Bryant and Shula and George Allen and Bland Collier and all those guys I coached for, but that wasn't that was just gave me the courage and the. Uh, and this frame of mind that I thought, well, hell, if nobody else can win down here, I can win because I had more, more best instruction of anybody that's ever coached. God has put me in here uh, to to be the uh, Messiah. And uh, but what I but what I had was I had the greatest football uh, potential in, in the in the United States. Uh, the University of Miami, after all their trouble, hell, they still had 
They still had the Orange Bowl. They still had the best schedule in America. They still had the best recruits in America. And they still had the best weather in America. And they still were close, about a mile and a half from the ocean. Paradise was their home. And uh, that was the best place to start a football team that's, you know, in America. And so he's coming back down there, down there with all of these assets, all of that experience. Uh, I just can't. Uh, and what I saw up there, that's the reason why I got so excited when I saw those guys uh, doing doing what our kids were doing, and when he was on the team, were doing, and that was playing football with a with a vengeance on offense and defense, and uh, played it up to the hilt for the course of the game and and had a exciting uh, exciting and 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 all inspiring type of a game so i'm 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 thrilled to to uh, wait and see what happens now you know p- people love to throw all types of reviews around about coaches you know that you lived it for your whole life and uh you know people try to you know lots of times will say the game has passed him by he can't keep up with the Ooh. game today and you know well no I'm saying people like to say that about coaches now but here's well, my he, question this is a... this guy has coached in a system for 30 years okay Mark Rick I'm talking about under Bobby yeah. he's done it himself as a head coach I mean he has a system that has been proven to work and you've got all these guys yeah. around college football they're running the spreads coach they're they're up temping the game oh. and doing all these all these things but at the at, at its at its core a system that's been proven for 30 years how how does it still hold up in today's game well should it <laughs> look at alabama look at the people who are uh, look at ohio state the, the, those guys uh, they they play the pro style attack, and that's what what the essence of uh, the, the football that we play here in, in, in Florida. That's his that's his uh, mode of operation, the pro style attack, which allows you to have a have a quick offense if you want to have a have. That's you know all that quick offense started with two minute drill, and, and uh, years ago everybody. When it came time to hurry up, you you, you got into the two minute drill, and then the defense, if, if they weren't ready for it, they, that would that would be enough, to, you know, to to win the game. And then you can, but you still got to play rock 'em sock 'em, hard, tough running football. You got to pull the guards. You got to have a fullback that'll block. You got to have a tight end that'll block, and and wide receivers that can fly and backs can catch and run. And of course, the defense has to be rock hard, and they have to have big, strong, fast defensive ends and tackles, and uh, fluid linebackers, and and uh, quick and tough corners and safeties. And if you got all that stuff put together, you you can if you want to you if you want to run eighty plays a game, you can do it. But if you want to do it uh, in spurts, or if you want to do it. Uh, Inconsistently, you can. So, get get the ball to get the quarterback that can throw it. Get the tight end that can block and catch. Get the wide receivers that can outrun and out jump and out hustle, and the backs that can block for the quarterback and run for touchdowns. But the the tone, the tone of the game, 
is the thing that has impressed me so much. This was a this was a not even their last game. This was their second to last game. They're going to play one again this Saturday down at uh, Lockhart, and the the tone of the game, the the uh, incitement of the game, the, the hitting in the game was a thing that uh, got me very interested and got my attention. Now, you said when you got the Miami job, it had the best football potential in the United States. Is, is Mark yeah, Griffin inherited? Go ahead. He lived it. He lived it. Is he inheriting the same thing? Is this job still got the best no, football potential? They're in a better position to do it now than we were when we did it. Help. Uh, uh, you know, we weren't we weren't the best football teams that they had at the University of Miami. We we just got better each year for five years, and finally got barely good enough, barely good enough to uh, win ten games in the year, and then beat the hell out of the best team they ever put together. But uh, but after you know after that, after we really got the thing going where we brought in all those great players before the 83 season, after the 83 season, Jimmy Johnson came in in 84 and, uh, and, uh, the, the, the ball had been started. The momentum was there. People wanted to come to the university of Miami and, and they, they were standing in line and you, you, we had to, we had to make hard and tough decisions, which of the great ones we would keep and which of the great ones we would have to turn loose and let the carpetbaggers from up North come in and take them back home, <laughs> take them to their home. So you like the spot that Mark Rick's in. You, you think he's got a great chance to be successful here. I think he's got a, better chance than I had, better chance than Jimmy Johnson had. Uh, hell yes. Well, you know, it, it's funny because a lot of people around the United States, they don't look at the Miami program like that. And, you know, those of us who have been around the program for so long, I mean, the facilities are miles better than, they ever, than they've ever been. The financial And they're going to be better. And they're going to be better. And they're correct. going to be better. They, they're, they're raising money to make them better as we go. Every day. Yeah, the, the next project is going to be a $25 million indoor practice facility, which they're going to get done in the next, you know, they're going to have the money raised. Five years. It'll be, it'll, it'll be in there in five years. Oh, not even. I don't think it'll take that long. I think they'll have well, the money to start it by the end of this year. Because well, that this, very well be, but I'm, I'm I'm not close enough to make that statement. You may be. Yeah, or, I'll go, I'll go out of anyway, I'll go out on the yeah. limb and I'll predict that they'll have the money to start that project by the end of this calendar year. And um, well, they I better think, because we're going to have we're going to have our indoor facility built by that time too. Oh, up at FAU, you're building one also, huh? Yeah, we're, we've got a, we're we're about to break ground on a twenty five million dollar uh, um, improvement for the athletics for the football team, so that we can have, finally have our own own building, our own uh, uh, student center where they for academics and have a have a muse, uh, have a, a museum there for all, so we can do what Coach Bryant did at Alabama, start having a place to sh- sh- showcase everything that's been done since day one. We're the only school in America that kept the first kept kept the first. Uh, um, 
press guide and and all those things, the first helmets. They're they're all in in storage right now, waiting for a place to put the, waiting for a place the to display them. Yeah. yeah. But you know, the, but the thing is, coach, you know, it's like everything around the whole infrastructure of the University of Miami football program is better than it's ever been with the exception that the roster's not built out yet the way it needs to be. And, and, and that'll come with, with better, with better, a little better recruiting. Um, because well, as you noted, yeah, the players that, are still here. That, that scrimmage up there, that scrimmage up there was seen by a lot of high school kids and, and will be, and is on tape and they will, they will see what the, what's, what's happening at the university of Miami and, and uh, by the time they get into their first several games, and and uh, get this thing on the uh, on the on the tracks, on on uh, get it on track to uh, to win, uh, doesn't take doesn't take long to uh, for kids in South Florida, the state of Miami, to to. Uh, be told by their coaches, their high school coaches, or by their aunts and uncles and grandfathers about what University of Miami was like, and uh, uh, and, and when that and when that thing gets started, and when you got a guy like with 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 the success ratio that that uh, Mark has had, he's going to be the music man. He's going to be the guy and the leader of the band that's going to. Uh, I saw what I saw there in the stadium. They were the fans were already uh, accepted him. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, you know, people. It's been ten years, Coach. Miami football hasn't done a thing in in, in more than ten years, and um, you have a fan base that's absolutely desperate for good things again. So, you know, and they went out, they, they, they're spending $4 million a year for a head coach and, and brought in a guy with this kind of track record and experience. And uh, people are obviously very hopeful. No, they, uh, didn't, they didn't bring, they didn't bring him in. God did. This was, a, this was a marriage made in heaven. Yeah. yeah you I can mean, see it, that from a very, very beginning. There wasn't any question in, 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 uh, his mind, or what? Uh, there wasn't any ch- uh, ch- uh, second guessing by the university. They looked at each other. They fell in love. They got married, and uh, and they got a raise. I mean, everything was it's, it was perfect. And they, and they, they they're off, they're off their honeymoon now. And now they're back home and they're at, at work. <laughs> a lot of work to be done. Now let's um, lift shift, shift gears and let's talk about the quarterback for a moment. Um, I was reading something today where, where Mel Kuyper uh, was talking about the draft and mentioned the quarterback. Mel position. who? Mel Kuyper, you know, the NFL Mel draft. Kuyper, who? Oh, oh <laughs> is he still around? Yeah, he's still around, still doing his thing. So he's talking about this still year's Still making, making a lot of money off of poor football players. <laughs> yeah, so, but anyway, so he's talking about this year's draft. And the quarterback position, and he, and he says that he thinks a lot of teams might not take a quarterback this year, and they might wait till next year for Watson from Clemson and Brad Kaya from Miami. Now, Kaya's going to be a junior next year, but you saw 
what he brings to the table on Saturday. Uh, he's a kid that really can make all the throws. He's smart. He's 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 a Howard Schnellenberg. Yeah, he's, he's a prototype of what you used to like. Um, you know, he stands tall in the pocket. The, and I mean, I really, still like that. Yeah, like I mean, this. there's nothing he can't, you know, there's not a throw he can't make. And and Mark Rick no. said the other day that if we could just protect him, that he's going to be great. You know, that he can he can make every throw he needs to in this uh, offense. Uh, what were you? If, what if, were you? If, if Mark, I, I can't believe Mark Rick said if we can protect him. This is what I would about what I when, hear him say <laughs> is we're going to protect him. <laughs> well, if he don't say that. And Coach, they're struggling. They're struggling a little bit right now on the offensive line, and that, and that's one of the, the, the. There's a couple spots on this team you, that are, you that don't, are really not you, great you shape. Don't, you don't have to give much protection with a guy like that. Give him five, 1.5 seconds to throw the ball. That's a three-step drop. You throw it. You throw it set, uh, five yards, five to seven yards deep, or or you go back two more steps and make it seven yards. I mean, that's what that's what Kelly did, and that's what Kosar did. And then there were three or four times a game, and you know, at the beginning, three or four times a game, you'll go back seven steps and throw it deep. And if you catch one out of three of them, that's enough. So, what did you think of Brad Kaya when you watched him the other day? I thought he was he saucered and blowed, and he's ready to go. Yeah, he really did. He looked like a pro. He looked yeah, to me, he looked like yeah. a pro out there. Yeah, but you know. The good quarterbacks, Jim Kelly, Bernie Kosar, Vinny Testaverde, all those guys, they were they were ready to go as, as redshirt freshmen. Mm-hmm. You don't have to take that long to get a quarterback ready. Well, this is a kid who started two full seasons now of college football. Yeah, so, yeah. so he he's yeah, seen. He's, he's, He's seen a lot, you know, obviously in two years and, and now he's got Mark Rick coaching him, which, uh, you know, is not a bad thing at all, obviously. And, and plus it gives him some different ideas from, from what he's had the first two years with James Coley. And, uh, there's no reason in the world that he shouldn't just bust out this year. He is. He is. What was it? You know, he had, he had, uh, he had a, he had a hell of a day out there. I don't know what the, what the what his percentage was, but uh, hell, that's, that's a, they they they've been out there twelve days, and when they hit that fifteenth day on Saturday, uh, that's not very much football. They're going to be they're going to have twice as much. They got the whole summer to get ready. They got the, then they get into August and get those days they get before the first game, and they play. Three or four. I don't know what their schedule looks like, but probably we they've got a FAU in their what second game or third game, and they're they're going to have they're going to have time to kind of have a kind of a tune up the first couple of games, and then they'll they'll get into the conference and shoot. I expect them. I expect a lot of them here this first year. He was 16 of 21 for 232 yards with three touchdowns in the scrimmage the other day, and um, yeah, know, that's good. That's that's going against the first team defense most of the time. Correct. And uh, they're pretty damn good. How many sacks did they have? They only have like three or four sacks. That their defense. Yeah, I don't they know did. that was against uh, that was against somebody else, but uh, but no, hell it. 
they're 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 right where they should be at this time, and they they've got with with Mark Richt as their coach. He, he is he's I don't there is nobody that can say anything bad about him in in, in the state of Miami. I'm sure. Yeah, it's going to be pretty hard to negative recruit this guy. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you know, he's a, he's as solid of a human being as you'll find anywhere. You know, he. Uh, he's got, he's been successful. He's the, he's the most he's the most Christian coach I I know of. I, I mean, somebody's going to be really hard pressed to negative recruit him. I don't know how they how how they would do it. You know, I mean, you know, well, maybe they, no. There's no way you can do that. I wasn't even thinking about negative recruiting. I was just thinking about uh, the the hard recruiting because the people no they're not going to back up. People are still going to pour in down here. And try to take take our players that belong down here, take her to, to take them home. And uh, but the big thing is that when you when you keep your people, when you stay within the, the state of Miami, and that's what you'll do, and that's what Charlie Portridge is doing up here with us, and they're about to bust on the scene. You out you outman them because they people people coming in from Alabama and all those places they can't send. Like all nine coaches down to to Miami or to South Florida, they gotta they gotta take care of their they gotta play defense, and that's the, but with us we play in defense all the time while we're playing offense because we got nine we got nine of them that are that are they're triple team triple team in each of these guys. They got one guy hits them on Sunday, and another guy hits them on Tuesday, another guy hits them on Thursday, and then they double back for the next week. And they, they get to know them so well, and get so so close to them that uh, it's it. And and with all the good stuff that's happening at the University of Miami now, since the NCAA has gotten out of the game, thank God. That's you know that's that's the thing that that equation. That part of the equation is what has killed the damn program for the last fifteen years. Mm-hmm. If, well, if, you know, that, now, if, if if all that stuff hadn't happened, either one of those coaches that you had down there could have done a lot better than they did. But with that 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 NCAA thing hanging over them, uh, that that's just that's that's too hard day after day after day, and that. The, the, the fans even have to get get weary of it because all all the negativity that comes out of it, you can't. It's hard to generate any enthusiasm. Now the um, the scrimmage the other day that was the first chance any of us got to see what Miami football is going to look like under Mark Rick. But uh, the one thing that I was really struck by, and, and I guess it shouldn't be a surprise because it, it, it is a proven system and he's, it, it, it comes from Florida State and Georgia and all that. But I, I love the versatility of the offense he's running. I, I mean, they, they, they have the quarterback under center. They have the quarterback in the shotgun. They go two back. They, they go one back. They, well, um, that's, they, that's, they, the thing. that's the pro style attack. That's, yeah, not, that's, that's not Georgia's or that's not uh, – that's a pro style attack. Yeah, and and, he, and he's using every element of it, and and I love the way he's spreading the ball around to different guys. They're throwing yeah. the ball to the backs, and um, it's very encouraging, Coach. I mean, I you know I obviously shared your enthusiasm, but you know I, I really you know wanted you to come on the show tonight because I, you know I think people love hearing it much certainly much more from you than me. And um, there was a lot 
really to be upbeat about after that day on Saturday. And are you going to make it down the Lockhart this weekend? No, I have to be at home. We have a game the same time you, you all do. Okay. I'm, still, I'm still an employee of Florida Atlantic University in my 17th year there. Can you believe that? <laughs> Can you believe that I've been Fort Long, Louisville was I was at Louisville for 10 years. That was the longest stay I ever had anywhere. Well, yeah. I was at Miami five years. Well, I'm I'm sure they're happy that you've stuck around up there. Um, um, I'd love to see the University of Miami steal you back and and get you involved in in, in helping them. With no, some no, of these no, I'm, no, I'm, but, I'm, but I'm I know you're happy. You got I'm going to die coach. up here. I know, I know, I know you. You're loving life up there in paradise. You got your place near the water and all that. And uh, I, I know, I know, we're not going to get you back. But um, always oh, yeah, happy. you are, but not not. You, you, you're going to get me. You got. You've had me back. You, I've, 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 I have been around the University of Miami football program since I got back down here at FAU. Shoot, I'm down there. Hell, I'm a nuisance. I'm down there so much. <laughs> well, everybody was thrilled to death to see you out there Saturday, and uh, glad you were able to make it, and um, glad that you feel so good about what what you saw, and uh, can't thank you enough for coming on the show tonight and and sharing um, your wisdom with all of our listeners, and uh, we'll do it again soon. Well, I, I, I I'm going to do my little bit, you know. Yeah, and I'm sure I'm sure my protege. Mark Rick is going to do this too. There has to be, there has to be a uh, a um, voice crying out the the message. Um, and and as you remember, people thought I was crazy as a loon on some of the stuff I was talking about. But if you don't, if you don't believe it and you don't go get it and devil take a, give a devil uh, just chances to screw it up but don't you ever screw it up by being depressed and down and, and say woe is me so Mark is going to do a great job of that and uh, that's that's what what's needed there right now all right, Coach. Well, thank you so much again for for coming on, and we'll we'll do it again soon. It'll be football season before we know it. Take care. Take care. All righty, Howard. Great talking to you as always. Yeah. Co- Coach Howard Schnellenberger. Um, always, never, never can get tired. Obviously, of talking football uh, with the great coach that put the University of Miami on the map, and uh, you see how excited he is about what's going on in Coral Gables. Um, kind of mirrors what's going on in the fan base. Uh, but I thought it was particularly uplifting that he felt the way he did after, with his own eyes, witnessing the team practicing out on the field, watching that scrimmage the other day. Um, and, you know, he, I know he left there with a little bit of a gleam in his eye because uh, nobody wants to see University of Miami football back on the map the way it should be because he's the one that put it on the map, okay? And, and he's the one that's, that did it for five years and, and, and set the stage for everything else that happened. And nobody wants to see what they built 
get torn down. And I can assure you, as much as anybody who's listening tonight, anybody in South Florida, around the country, anybody that calls themselves part of the Canes Nation, nobody wants to see that program get back to being what it was. And I think you could hear that in his voice tonight um, than Howard Schnellenberger. So I'm glad we had a chance to have him on. All right, let's get back now to your phone calls. 646 595 2048. 646 595 2048 is the number. You guys should be awfully pumped up now after hearing what the coach has to say. Remember, hit the number one on your keypad if you'd like to come on the show. And let's go out right now to the 305 where you're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary, how you doing, man? Doing good. Who's this? Yeah. This is Gary Kane. Hey, what's up, Gary Kane? How you doing, man? Yeah. Hey, what, there's a report that came out that Coral Gables is not going to get a permit for the um, indoor practice facility. What do you know about that? I have not heard that. I, I don't know if there's even a report. It was just on Twitter. I, just people I, find that, it. It was, I find that impossible to believe. There's zero reason in the world that I can did, see why. Did you hear about that or no? Did you hear about that? No. Why would they, why would they deny the university? I mean, it's not going up. 20 stories or anything like that. It's just another building on yeah. campus. I, I would, I would yeah. call BS. I would call BS on that. Don't, don't listen. Right. Stay off, stay off Twitter. Okay. All yeah, I know. It's terrible. Twitter it's terrible. Is, is a cesspool of, 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 of baloney. Okay. I mean, all it takes is one guy to post something on there and have no idea what they're talking about. And everybody starts believing everything they, they see on Twitter. So, um, you know, I'd stay off Twitter. What do you know about this, the, the latest on that? I know they're still waiting for that $10 million Blake's out there working on it, and I'm, I, I think he's going to get it done. I, I really do. I, I think that they will have what they need to get that building going uh, by the end of this calendar year. That's just, that, that's just my um, projection. So you think by on, December they're going get to get it going? By I, I think by December you'll, you, that you'll have had an announcement saying that you know we've raised enough money to start the project i i'll be surprised if that doesn't happen i i think that that you know they're wor- they're working it quietly behind the scenes and um i think they'll they'll find uh an individual or a group of individuals that will step to the plate for them and make it happen remember one thing okay and it, and it began with the coaching search okay the power structure of this university understands that things need to be they different. Pay. And, yeah, and, they gotta, and, they and, and and it is time to invest love it, love it. in a program that has given this community so much for so many years. Everything. It's, it's given this community, community everything. everything. Absolutely. And and they understand that they've made mistakes in that regard in the past and that now it's time to step to the forefront and start making a reinvestment in this program. And they did it when they hired Mark Richt. You heard Howard Schnellenberg talk about what he thinks that's going to mean. Um, you saw it with your own eyes out there if you were able to get out to the scrimmage on, on Saturday. No, I wasn't. And, I was not. But, you, you know, and, and it's going to be a work in progress. I mean, you know, you're know, you not going to sit here and make a prediction that they're going to win the national title this year or anything like that. But they understand that they need to reinvest in this program. And, and I'm seeing it everywhere. Like, I'm seeing it in little things like what's going on with this nutrition program with with the players now. And uh, that's something on Twitter I do like to see because they take pictures that on Twitter. That's not that Twitter is good for some things, but yeah, when it comes to um, I, I, I rumors, hate, I hate Twitter. I can't stand Twitter. I think it's you know. Just, yeah, and my next question, um, 
I love how recruiting's going, but what about closing on uh, the top players, hopefully at the end of the year? What, who, who do you see us um, closing with, the, the, the four- uh, or five-star kids? It's a little early. I, I think you've got to give the coaches a chance to get into uh, late April and May and get out on the road and, and go out and, and, and evaluate all these kids out there themselves. And then they'll decide who they really want, and then we'll see, you know, as we get into the summer – um, how that shakes out, and, and, and top players in the country, we'll see them at different times. Um, we'll have them, many of them uh, in Atlanta this summer for the Rivals Five Star Challenge, and we'll have a chance to talk to them there. And we'll start to see what type of recruiting impact the staff's able to make. Right now, it's a little early. Um, they've got yeah. a lot of kids a lot of kids coming through, a, a lot of South Florida kids coming through, but they haven't really had a chance um, because of the frenetic nature that they recruited under at the end of last year with like three weeks to put a, a class together, um, to go right. out and work all the channels and, and, and get out there and see, you know, just see what different kids are about and do their evaluations. Um, we'll be able to get more into that, you know, once they get through that, that May evaluation period. Yeah. You see that, that the guy they saw, they got yesterday, is he a tackle? Is he, um, what do you see him as? The, uh, the kid from uh, Iowa? You I see him as a right tackle, left tackle. He could be a tackle or a guard. Um, I, you know, he still yeah. has a year of high school ball to play. Um, I, right. I, you know, I don't think he has to be pigeonholed right now. You know, I, he's he's a he's a big kid from the Midwest, which is usually a good thing. Though, you know, it's a good place to go get your linemen. Um, you yeah. Know, if you look at the at the pictures of him that we had on Canesport.com um, with the 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 tar smudged all over his face and the headband and you know he looks That's what the part. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean he he certainly look, looks the part. He's six six, two ninety, big kid who obviously you know by the time he gets to the University of Miami, I'm sure will be over three hundred three hundred pounds. And um, you know I, I wouldn't try to pigeonhole him right now. I I think that he's the type of player that could play guard or tackle at Miami. <clears throat> he plays tackle in high school. Yeah, and, I saw and, right tackle. I saw the, the, yeah, the highlight he, tape today. Yeah, played play tackle in high school. So you know, we'll we'll see yeah. what happens there. But um, well, I'm you know, excited, good. man, and thanks for doing the show. You're doing a great job on the site and everything. So thank you. You got it. Hey, thank you for right. for being part of it. All right, six six four six five nine five two zero four eight six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go to. The 904 now. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? Hello? Yeah, that's you. Hello? Yeah, that's hey, you. Hey, what's up, Gary? Who's this? You, can you hear me? I can hear you. This is Mike. This is what's Mike. up, Mike? Hey, man. I didn't. I thought it put me on, but I thought I heard it say you're in the queue and – I was like, I didn't try to be in the queue, but when it told me, I said, well, let me think of a, at least a question to ask or something in case I go home. But, uh, yeah, so actually I'm on by accident. But uh, I, the only question I can really think of, uh, this is a great show tonight, by the way, but the only question I can really think of is uh, do you got any kind of, like, idea of any, like, corners out there? That, have you heard any buzz on any kind of corners out there that might could come in and help? No, but we, we just 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 that we know that they're beating the bushes, and he's he's got one scholarship uh, that left right now that he can allocate for this year, and um, I gotta think cornerback is the priority for that spot. I know he wants he wants a fullback. I I know he'd like to pick up a, a veteran receiver if he could, 
um, from the waiver wire, so to speak. Um, I know he's not happy with, with what he's got there. Um, but right now they have one spot. Now, spring practice will end, and I'm sure that those, there's some players still on the roster here that are looking like they don't really have a future in, in the program. And uh, I'm sure he'll sit down with those kids and discuss, you know, possibilities like, you know, hey, would, you know, do, do you think you might, would you want to transfer somewhere and get a year or two in where you could play, uh, you know, maybe at a, at a lower level school and, or, or something along those lines. So, you know, there's always the chance that you'll, you'll see one or two more spots open up here and they want a cornerback, they want a fullback and they want a receiver. Okay. So if they can get those up to three, They'll be they'll be on the aftermarket hard, looking to see who might be available, or if there's a fifth year transfer who has completed his eligibility at another school, um, who might want to come in. They got and a play guy for- like that from Tennessee or Texas. Was it Texas? There's a dude like yeah, that from I mean, Texas. I think he might be a safety or something like that. Don't yeah, they're 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 looking everywhere for these type of guys. Because, um, but they, know, they they got one, if I remember correct. Yeah. Uh, a guy like you just said, the fifth year guy. It was it was on it was on your site. It was on Rivals. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But they like to get a talking about. Yeah. They'd like to get a couple. They'd like to get a couple. Malik, Malik Young coming in, and then who was? There's another guy from South Florida. He had like ten picks his senior season. But I think they're more like nickel cornerback kind of. Well, Mal- Malik Young's got a chance to play this year, without a doubt. I, in fact, I'll be surprised if he doesn't have play. You don't have to. I, I'm, that's the only. That's the only thing that sucks about losing uh, Tyler, losing out on Tyler Bird. It wasn't really so much that you know he was like the greatest player or something coming out. It was just how thin we are at defensive backs. The one thing that really bugged me about missing out on him, but you know, oh well. But uh, all right, great, man. I appreciate y'all uh, bringing me in, my man. And uh, that's that's about the only thing I could think of for tonight. You got it, man. Thank you for I being part of the show. You got it. All right, six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go out now to the seven zero six. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary, what's going on, man? How you doing? Doing great. Who's this? Sebastian, Gary. What's up? What's up, man? Hey, good interview with uh, Howard Schellenberg. Schellenberg. I, I love really Coach, man. Coach, you know, Coach is awesome. To... You know, it, it, yeah. you know he, 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 called, he called me up yesterday, and um, I always get excited when I look at my caller ID, and it says, it says Howard Schellenberger, because I, I just love talking football with him. And um, I couldn't believe it. He was so excited. You know, he, he, he called to talk about the scrimmage and uh, was just so excited about what he saw out there. I said, Coach, you've got to come on the show tomorrow night. You know, people people will love hearing, you know, your opinions on all this. He says, sure, I'd love to. So, it, you know, it was it, it worked out well, and, and I agree with you. He's, you know, you could talk to him. I mean, I could have kept him on for two hours, but I figured, you know, some of you guys yeah. wanted, to talk, wanted to talk a little bit too tonight. So, I think he's almost, you know, he hasn't given he the vote. A multiple national championship, but I almost think he deserves a, state, a statue, man. I mean, he just, for what he's given to this university to make us relevant, to kind of turn the city around, and, I mean, just had such a huge impact. So, but uh, when you get a chance, thank him on behalf of just a fan, you know, just a call, just saying. We appreciate him just coming in, talking about Kings football. Just let him know that. But, um, you know, read, read, reading up on, Listen to listen to your show. Reading up on what Mark Rick is saying, it's, it's refreshing for him to be this far into with the team and 
have identified, you know, kind of what he needs. We know he needs a we need he needs a wide receiver with a little bit more speed. We know he needs a, another cornerback in the secondary. And we know he needs a fullback, you know, because he has a plan of what he needs to do. So I'm just wondering, do, do you know of anything or any kids that's out there that could be looking possibly at Miami as like a graduate transfer kind of kid? No. I mean, it's very, it's very hard for us to identify kids that are at other programs that might want to leave that program and play somewhere else. It's just, it's It's virtually impossible unless they declare it publicly. And right now we don't know – who might be on the radar, but the the way that works is, you, you know, you have a full program of people, you have um, coaches who have um, connections all throughout the country, and uh, they'll put the word out that they're on the hunt, and, uh, you know, usually it would be a high school coach who would tell a kid that played it for him, who's a 50-year guy, hey, Miami's looking for a cornerback if you want to, you know, go and... Um, you know, be a part of that program for your fifth year. Uh, you know, that's usually how that works. So, but there's no way for us to identify them. Yeah, and you know, you know, from what I've seen is, you know, these things should kind of work. I look at that wide receiver from Alabama that transferred from, uh, I think it was uh, Oregon, was it Oregon State? I think he transferred in, and you know, he wasn't Calvin Ridley, but he had an impact on that team. You know, coming in, giving them some depth, and um, having the maturity of being a a seasoned player, so I'm really excited about, you know, being able to get acquire one, two, or maybe three of those players. But the individuals that decide to move on for other opportunities, I want to thank them for being a cane, and um, you know, I just wish them all the best going going forward. Um, what I'm, what I'd like to hear from you, Gary, and I'm not going to keep you on the phone long. Is just talk to me on the recruiting front. You know, we picked up that offensive tackle from Iowa. I think we need about three maybe four tackles. I think we need probably about six offensive linemen in this class. Um, I think we're going to have a full class, so I think we need some help there, and we definitely need some help at the skill position. But if you could just share with me, because I'm just kind of jumping in on the show, just tell me from a recruiting standpoint some really, really needs that we need to address with this particular class coming in. Uh, I think you'll continue to see offensive line get get attention. I don't I don't think there's any question about that. They 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 clearly uh, need to rebuild that position. And right now there's two commitments there, um, but a long there'll be a long list of other kids that they were they're recruiting there. I agree with you. I think they need to bring in at least five offensive linemen in this class. It's a position that needs to be rebuilt. Um, I know wide receiver is going to get an incredible amount of attention. You've got two commitments there so far. I think you'll see four or five signees at least at receiver um and then you know the cornerback position is is obviously another one that that's not in very good shape right now at miami and you know i i think that that you'll see them uh pay a lot of attention to that spot here as they go out and and get deep into recruiting here in the spring and um you know, obviously it's a little early for us to start making predictions who they're going to get. There's so many kids out there, so many offers. Um, it'll start sorting itself out over the summer. Um, but I think those are the three greatest areas of need right now. Um, you know, receiver, offensive line, and cornerback. So, um, you know, that that's where I think you'll see the most attention. Yeah. I, I, I just want to leave this comment that you could just keep me on hold. I'm really excited about the coaching staff and what they're doing. I like the – just even the way the players look. I mean, they look fit. They look well-conditioned. They look stronger. Um, 
they they look like football players. And so I think that's going to be huge going into the season. I want to tell you a story that I remember when Mark Rick was early in his career at Georgia. I remember Georgia played Tennessee in Knoxville. And, you know, Georgia was on its way trying to build a program, trying to put it to where it needs to be. And I remember how well they played and Mark Rick pulling that game out in the fourth quarter. And I just think we just need something like that, you know, for us to get on the field and to go up against a team where in the past we would hope to win, you know, but somehow be able to come out with a W. Like I told you, with Al Golden, we never won a game where we were losing in the fourth quarter, you yeah. know. And um, and that's something I'd like to see. If, we, we, you, if you remember this phone call, Gary, throughout the season, when you see that, that's going to be our indication that we are on our way back. When you can see us going at halftime behind, make the adjustment, and win in the fourth quarter, you'll, you, you'll know then. You'll know then. I'm Sebastian. Just remember, we may revisit this conversation again. Just remember when I said that's what we need to see. We need to be able yeah. to see that we can coach a team up, we can take them when they're down, and we can pull it out in the fourth quarter. I think that's going to go a long way. Just comment on that. Just keep me on hold. Yeah, I don't disagree with you at all. I, you know, I, I think one or two big victories will just get the ball absolutely rolling for this program. And, um, you know, like Coach Snellenberger said, the players are still there. You know, the state of Miami is still the state of Miami. You, you look at the ridiculous amounts of talent that have gotten away from this program the last five, six years, and they just got to get back to getting some, you know, some of those. I was, I was a little upset to see the, that linebacker Cowan up in Palm Beach commit, well, first to FSU and then to Alabama so quickly. You know, but, 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 I think over time that, that those type of things will change, and I think you'll yeah. see more kids um, staying home. And, you know, obviously as that happens, that in, in um, the program will get back to where where it once was, and there's nothing better to get that going than a signature victory, and that's what it needs right now. That's what we need. And you never know what a good season will do. Um, you never know what the, fam- the uh, recruits' family situation is going to look like. You know, Palm Beach to Tuscaloosa is a long way. But if you see that you you have a chance at the University of Miami and they're heading in the right direction, you get one or two recruiting victories like that, then we'll be okay. All the big college football teams that are up at the top end of the echelon, they're getting that South Florida talent, Alabama, Ohio State. You know, all these teams, they know where their bread and butter is at. They're getting that South Florida talent. And, man, if we can start keeping some of those kids home, man, look out. Look out, college football. That's all I can say. Yeah, I really appreciate you uh, having a show this week. I'm not sure when you're gonna have the next one. Next but, uh, week, we're we'll gonna do one more. We'll we'll have one okay. more next next Tuesday night to talk about the spring game, and um, okay. you know, then we'll we'll obviously give everybody a break for the summer. But um, but yeah, we'll do one next Tuesday night. Yeah, just keep me on hold. Just remember, we probably gonna revisit that conversation when that game is fourth. Oh, I don't doubt so it. I I it. totally agree with you. You're 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 100 percent spot on. All right, man. Appreciate All right, it, man. Just keep thanks going. for being part of the show. Yep. All right. All right. 646-595-2048. 646-595-2048. Hit the number one on your keypad. If you want to come on the show, let's go to the 954-NOW. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? Are you there? 
All right, man, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to call back and do it again. Let's go to the three zero five. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Are you with us? Yeah. All right, come on, guys. If you know, don't hit the number one on that keypad unless you want to come on the show. All right, we have an open board now. Again, the number six four six five nine five two zero four eight six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Um, do hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come talk on the show. In the meantime, let me go back here to our list of topics and questions that the posters on canesport.com submitted to be discussed on this show. And um, the next one up, what is the mindset of the team? Is the team hungry for a championship? Um, you know, and let, let me say, so, you know, I mean, that's the basic gist of the question. And um, of course they want to win a championship. I mean, you know, everybody wants to, wants to win a championship, but, you know, these kids have never won anything here, man. I mean, they've never seen victory here, you know, winning here. They, it's, like, it's like, it's not like they're sitting there right now saying national championship or bust. I mean, I'll just be honest. I mean, you know, they're practicing very, very hard. You heard Coach Schnellenberger talk about it. Um, you know, they're getting, uh, you know, a championship-type mindset back in that regard. But it's it's a roster that still has deficiencies. It's It's not even close to being there yet. Depth-wise, and, and you know, you, you've got holes in a couple spots that, that need to be filled or, or, or at least plugged a little bit. Um, and, you know, I don't think anyone's sitting there talking about championships right now. I think they're just trying to get better and, and trying to become competent. <laughs> you know, just, just, just get to the point where you can go and you can beat somebody good. And um, I think when, if that happens a few times and they get in position to compete, for the coastal and get in position to compete for the ACC title. Um, and, you know, maybe more than that at some point down the road, then I think you'll see the the mindset in terms of championships turn. But right now, uh, these kids have been through uh, an enormous amount and, you know, they've, they're, they're trying to get used to their new coaches and learn new systems and things like that. And right now, I don't think anyone's really discussing championships. At least, you know, we certainly haven't heard it to, uh, to this point in time. All right, 646-595-2048. Um, let's go back out to the phones now. Hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go to the 318. Live. Live. Hey, what's going on, Gary? How you doing? Uh, Port City Kane. Hey, what's up, Port City? Welcome back to the show. What's going on? Don't seem like you want to come down here anymore. <laughs> Don't want to come down where? You've had enough of Shreveport. You had enough oh, of Shreveport no. that one time. Yeah, we didn't, you know what? I'd come visit you, but other than that, I don't need to go back. Well, hey, how you been doing? I know everything's been going through, but uh, I know you were kind of disappointed. It seemed like everybody's disappointed with the performance of the defense and back uh, in the scrimmage. But was there anybody that we don't we didn't that didn't get a lot of pull that maybe uh stuck out to you? And we see anything from our tight end position, our running back, or maybe even our offensive line doing a little bit better than you thought they do. Well, I mean the the tight end position's doing great. I mean I mean just couldn't be doing better. Those guys are awesome. And you know, you, you gotta be impressed with that. I, I think the running backs are great. Every single one of them I you know, I don't think there's any issue there. I mean, 
everyone I love to talk on the show about uh, Crayon Gray is, uh, you know, you know, there are positions for box college. Now, you, know, you talked about guys, you know, possibly stepping up and, and, and that kind of thing. I mean, the offensive line was a little bit uneven, but I, I was heard a lot of plays by stuff. Um, you know, I don't think that's a hopeless situation by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, you know, we were joking about it earlier, but Stumberg and Mark Tech Brad Kaya and both playing St. Quentin Tech Brad Kaya. Uh, hopefully it'll turn out that way. But I, you know, hopefully the offensive line is, is not a hopeless deal and, and they will continue to make progress. You just got to find that consistency. You know, I mean, you can't block great on two plays and get back on the third. So, um, you know, that, that'll be something to keep an eye on. Um, beyond that, you know, there really weren't a lot of individuals other than the obvious ones. That I thought Mark Walton had a great scrimmage. Yearby did pretty well. But other than those couple guys that had to put their hands a lot, um, there wasn't anybody that jumped off the field. But I think you know, a, a fresh linebacker doing um, Pinkney and Spring are way ahead of their time. It's football players. Uh, so, you know, but, but beyond that, it's hard to I'm not going to go crazy about Robert Holden. Uh, those those are interceptions against the third team offense and Vincent Testaverde. So, uh, maybe maybe this Saturday there'll be more individuals jump off the start. Okay, then. Any, any news on Judy or Grant? No, no sightings of them in the scrimmage at all, right? Wait, wait, I didn't understand what you said. Any news on who? I said no sightings uh, on those two marquee uh, receiver recruits, uh, Judy or Grant. Um, don't have anything there right now. The, the one thing I can tell you, though, is there have receiver recruits out there every day. It, it is, it, it, it's like the word is out. University of Miami is looking for receivers because they are from all over the place to come and, and watch practice. So interested in the program, and um, you 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 see a lot of receivers in this class. Don't know yet which ones are going to which ones it's going to be, but you're going to see a lot of receivers. Okay, no no news no news on Chokun's brother neither, right? Not sure if they're going to take him or not. We don't know yet. Oh, okay. All right. And, and uh, just uh, a, another thing, uh, do, 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 I know that you were saying that it would be a dramatic improvement on the physical conditioning uh, of all the players, and you were saying that you didn't notice, but did you see anybody out there who just kind of stuck out and said that based on the, the condition I saw them last year, they look to be in a lot better condition Already? Yeah, they, I, I think most of them do. I mean, Casey McDermott looks great. Uh, Kyrie St. Louis looks great. Um, for starters, I mean, Trevor Darling looks great. I mean, they're all being trained very, very well. I mean, you, can, you can see that. And uh, like I said earlier, the university has a bigger commitment 
to nutrition and feeding those guys than has ever been made, and I think it's paying off. I mean, you can see it. So it's a, it's a good, it's a good looking football team. There's so much background noise on your line, so it's it, it, it's okay. kind of hard to hear, kind of hard to hear you. But you, give it, give us a call again next week. If anything else? All right. Okay then. All right, man. Thanks for being part of the show. Yeah, I had to. Uh, boy, the, 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 he's got some racket going on. Be back behind him. I'm not sure what's going on. Sounded like he was doing the dishes or something. But uh, um, all right, let's move on. Six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Hit the number one if you want to come on the show. Um, let's go to the two four zero. We're live on TV. We're live. What's going on, Gary? Doing good. Who's this? This is D Black. Hey, what's up, D Black? How you doing this week? No much. I'm hey, all right, man. I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Uh, how's yeah. that? that better? Much better. So go ahead, man. What you okay, got? How great. you been? Hey, I've been all right, man. I've been all right. You know, just one of the best boards, you know, check out the reports. Um, I like the buzz that's surrounding the program. Um, I enjoyed the conversation listening to uh, uh, Coach Howard speak this evening on uh, on the program. Definitely, um, Coach Rick got us moving in the right direction. Uh, the strength and conditioning program looked like the boys are, um, you know, reacting, adjusting well to it. You can see that from some of the film. Their bodies look tremendous. Everybody talking about how um, uh, how well shaped they are coming in, how practices are no longer a country club, how you, how you once put it. <laughs> you know, so there's a lot more competition going on out there, which was oh, what no I like. Doubt. I mean, you you ask these guys about depth charts, and they they like there's no depth charts. You know, I mean, right. you look at that running back. You got four guys competing. They're not they're not interested in going one, two, three, four right now. Um, other than Stacy Coley, same thing at receiver. The tight ends are all battling like crazy, um, doing well. As a group, but I mean, you know, there's no clear cut number one, number two, number three. I mean, they're all going to play, I think. But uh, you know, and you can go right on down the line. You know, defensive line. If there's only, I don't think there's more than one guy that's solidified a starting spot, and that's Muhammad. Um, Linebacker right. wide open. You got the true freshman running with the first team. Um, you know, guys like Jawan Young fighting for their life there. Uh, you know, so yeah, I mean, it's 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 the whole roster. They're 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 competing like crazy. Yeah, and that's a good thing, and you know that's one thing. One of the, one of the things that you know our program was built on. It was built on competition and practice, and being afraid of being injured because you may not ever get your spot back. So I'm glad Coach Rick and the and the rest of the coaches are, you know, infusing that back into the program. Like, I don't care what you were in high school. When you come out here, you got to earn every rep, every carry, every pass, every snap. And that's and that's awesome. That's going on. And piggybacking off of what Sebastian said, I mean he's a hundred percent right. But with Coach Rick, we don't gotta worry about X's and O's guy. You know, we already know he'd be able to put us in the right position if we are trailing at halftime or going into the fourth quarter. You know, we got somebody with a championship pedigree that's been there, done that, you know, that's not a first time, second year play caller and can adjust on the fly. So Well I know, you know I know you couldn't go to the scrimmage on Saturday, D Black, but you would have loved the playbook, man. He's got a nice little playbook. 
Yeah, and I, and I heard, and I was reading the thing that you, a uh, couple of your, your posts you wrote, you wrote about the playbook, and I was, yeah. And I, when I was reading it, I just got a big smile on my face. I was like, ah, oh, that's like symphony. You know what I'm saying? Like music <laughs> in my ears. But uh, I'm just happy everybody bought into the new coaching that quickly. You know what I'm saying? Like they just bought in and they're trusting all the coaching to get better. And um, I guess I'm going to ask you a question that may have been asked earlier, but I'm not sure. Um, I know we got one scholarship left. You know, do you do you really think that one scholarship should be spent on a DB? Um, I, I would start at corner, yeah, because you you got a couple of decent players coming in at receiver that are freshmen that should be able to contribute. Um, I I think that the greatest area of need on this football team right now is a cornerback. Okay, okay, I agree. I, I agree. I just wanted to hear what you had to say. But that's all I got tonight, G Money. Um. I definitely um, will be tuning in to the spring game this weekend on T. It's going to be on ESPN three, so I'm gonna definitely tune in and check it out. And uh, Tuesday, I'll be able to give more more educated opinion on what I saw. Awesome, yeah. Give us a call next Tuesday. Thanks for being part of the show as always. All right. All right. Have a good night, D Black. All right, let's go out to the seven hundred three. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, how you doing, Gary? Doing great. Who's this? Uh, this is Danny. Hey, what's up, Danny? What you got for us tonight? Not much. Um, I just had a couple questions about recruiting. Um, the first one being, do you have any clue why we're not on Mike Harley over at St. Thomas? They are. Seems like we've cooled on him a little bit. He said he hasn't heard from us in a couple months. I mean, they, they, they've been recruiting him. I mean, I, you know, if something came up that – caused them to eliminate him. Uh, I'm not aware of it right now. Uh, you know, there's a lot. I will tell you this. There's a lot of receivers being recruited. Uh, you know, enormous number. Way more than we'll sign, obviously, on signing day. And um, But, I, I mean, I don't – I hadn't – I knew they were recruiting them. I mean, if they stopped, you know, we'll check up on it. Yeah, he said he hadn't heard from them in a couple months and that he wanted to. Um, well, I mean, you know, there's – you know, I mean, you have to understand they're they're into spring practice now. They're you know they're not they're they're not in the, in the hard throes of recruiting right now. And you've got so many kids on the board, they're not going to hear from them every day. Now, you know, obviously, if there's a four or five star kid that they really want, you know, they'll talk to those kids more often um, than another. And and you know, and and maybe he is kind of like on the side burner. Like I said, there's so many rec- receivers being recruited, and you know, right now it's impossible. To, to know what the pecking order is. No, yeah, yeah, here you I'm not trying um, to evade your question. It's just, you know, it, it, it's just, there's just so many kids. Uh, you know, it's it just one, once the list starts to pare itself down, we'll, we'll have a better idea. We'll be able to tell who they really, really want. Um, but as, as far as we know, they, they were recruiting them. Uh, yeah, yeah, I saw the article too that said they were recruiting him, so I just thought and it was kind of odd. He's, thing. he's a South Florida kid. He's got great speed, um, world class. Now, now, is there something that came to the forefront or whatever that inspired them to stop working hard on him? It's possible. Well, that kind of ties into my second question: is um, do you see a trend on them not taking smaller types of receivers and cornerbacks? It I seems do. like everybody they offer is a clone of the next person. Yeah, I do. Body-wise. I, 
I would agree with that. I, I think you're going to see, you know, them look to to recruit bigger receivers. You know, you've already got Sam Bruce. You've already got Braxton Berrios for a couple more years. You don't need any more little receivers. Right, but we've we've made a lot of hay with little receivers, and South Florida produces but, a lot but, of little, you know, but, tough but, receivers. Yeah, but you don't need more than a couple. You know, if you have a couple of them on your roster, uh, there, there's no reason to load up on them. Well, then the other thing too is. We weren't on Bandy at all, the cornerback, who I thought was – I've seen him play. I think he's great, um, which kind of leans into all the corners are 6-1 and above as well, which which is okay. I mean, that's, you know, it is what it is. Um, but to let that kid go to Oklahoma with the issues we have at cornerback, it seems kind of odd to me. Well, here's what I'll tell you. When the, the University of Miami has done its best recruiting, when it had protocol at positions and and, and stuck to it. And big corners have always been a part of that. And um, I wouldn't knock any coach that is discretionary in that regard and has a particular uh, protocol in mind at a, at a given position where, where that's what they're looking for and that's the, the, the type of player or the type of body uh, in terms of height and, and speed and things like that that they're looking for at a particular position. And I, and I wouldn't ever begrudge a coach who stood firm in his principles on that type of thing because that's their job. Yeah, I hear you. Um, and the other thing that kind of ties into it as well with, uh, uh, you know, Coach Rick saying that he's uh, concerned about the speed at wide receiver, uh, I thought that comment was off. I mean, I can't remember anyone fast at Georgia. I, in fact, I hate to put it this way, but in the 15 years he coached at Georgia – Outside of A.J. Green, I don't really remember anybody at receiver for them. So to come here and say we're slow at receiver, I mean, that's kind of the type of guy he, he wants is a blocking guy, a bigger type of guy, a guy who can put his body in front of the ball. But the guy's never really recruited a ton of speed at receiver. I mean, is that fair? I don't know. I'm not up on all the receivers that have played at Georgia, but I will tell you this. They're slow at receiver. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's Stacey Coley. Uh, Braxton Berrios is a little guy that can run a little bit. But, you know, Malcolm Lewis is not fast. Daryl Langham's not fast. Um, yeah, I know that. You know, there's, there's not a lot. The, the, the receiver position right now at Miami, has I can't remember going all the way deep back into the 70s, maybe even 60s, to, that, the, that position being so devoid um, of depth of talent as it is right now. Yeah, I mean, cornerback and wide receiver should never be down in South Florida. Should never be devoid yeah. of talent. Right, and both um, are terrible. Both are terrible right now, and and you know, in terms of in terms of depth of quality. So, you know, I mean, I could see why he would make a statement like that. You know, I mean, I'm sure he was very surprised by it. You know, you come to Miami, I'm sure you're, you're the first thing you're expecting to find is a bunch of speedy wide receivers. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Um, I think he would be concerned by that too. It's just for him to say that, I, I think he's, I don't know, maybe like one first-round guy in 15 years at Georgia, um, not much speed, and then getting off a kid like Harley, who has every physical tool except height in the world, I, it just, it, it's kind of counter, you know, active of what well, he's talking about. If they dropped them, it was probably because they decided they don't want any more small receivers. They've already got two of them. Yeah, um, and we've got a bunch of tall receivers. I it just, I don't know. I disagree with it. I think we've done well with small receivers. And Barrios yeah, but, isn't going to be a factor. He's going to be gone soon. 
Um, no, we don't have any here. good small receivers here. outside Ferris of Bruce, so we don't even know what he's going to be. Ferris is going to be here a couple more years. Right, and that's Sam, one guy. Sam Bruce is just starting in September. So, you know, they just might not want any more little guys right now. All right, well. But we'll, we'll, we'll check, we'll, we'll check on that. That would be surprising to me because I've seen the kid play world-class speed, not good speed, great speed. Um, if he's not a wide receiver, he could be a corner or a kick returner. He's not the most polished wide receiver in the world, but, you know, uh, he's from St. Thomas, which is always a good in as well. So I just that one didn't make any sense to me. Well, we'll um, try to double And I hope we're not getting to everybody being six feet and above because I think we're going to miss out on a lot of a lot of good kids. I mean, you could make an NFL all-star team out of short receivers from South Florida. Yeah, but you could do the same with big receivers from South Florida too. No, sure you could, but we're, we don't seem to be getting those guys. You know what I mean? The Adonis body guys with the 4-4 speed, we, it just it hasn't been working out for us lately in that department. Look, they just they they may just have their sights set higher. I mean, you know, you you're talking about a 150 pound kid. I mean, I know he he runs like the wind, but I mean, you know, they they just might have different things in mind. And it's not a knock on Har on Harley at all. I mean, it, it it's it's just you know they they might just want bigger guys. I mean, look at the kind of guys you're recruiting. You know. Well, I haven't been that impressed with who they're signing at receiver, and I've seen the Southridge kids play. They're good, um, you know. They're not. They're not bad receivers. They're not, you know, four or five star talent guys either. I don't think it's conspiracy against Miami or rivals conspiracy or anything like that. I mean, they're decent players, but you know, the guy Georgia just, or I mean, Florida just signed that we had uh, before. I didn't think he was anything special either, so I, I didn't really care about that. But to take them over Harley to me is is looks just solely like a height thing, honestly. Well, if you take if you could get uh, Trayvon Grimes or Jerry Judy or take Harley, which one would you do? I mean, I would take Robinson, Grimes, Judy before anybody in South Florida, of course. I mean, yes, hundred percent. So that's what but those, that's, those are that's, all four four guys. Those are all legit four four guys. Okay, but that's what they're looking at, and they're looking at the same thing outside of South Florida too, going up the state into Georgia. Um, you know, you have to remember they're they're looking at the whole spectrum. So, uh, uh, you know, a 150 pound small receiver just might not be in, in in the mix for them. And I don't think you can knock it. All right, fair enough. But, 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 they, but as far as we know, you know, he is being recruited. I don't I, I don't know if there's been a final decision made on him. Uh, we'll we'll look into it a little bit this week and and, and see what we can find out. All right, but uh, you know, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure that did, that a final decision's been made there. Um, okay. So you know, you, you know, we'll 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 see we'll see what's up there. But it's definitely something. I mean, they are targeting bigger guys across the board. I mean, I'm not hallucinating, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, all the guys kind of do have the same body type, which I don't like. I know you think there's nothing wrong with it, but it kind of seems. Um, like we're gonna be back at the Georgia days with a bunch of blocking wide receivers who don't make much hay. But by the by the way, we 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 did a story at Harley uh, literally a week ago, yeah. and and he said I love everything about Miami. Miami's in the mix. It's a good program. Um, you know. Yeah, that, there was that, a rival that, story saying the same thing. That, Is this dream school? Yeah, he that, wants to come here and. Well, that doesn't that doesn't suggest that they're not talking to him anymore. You know, but. 
But, you know, again, we'll just have to see. I mean, you know, I, I can't say either way whether they're going to take him or not. We, you know, we just don't know yet. But yeah. I, but he, he's definitely being recruited. I mean, we, we, you know, that article I just spoke about, we had, it was it was just on our site seven days ago. So. Yeah, no, the other Rivals article I saw was on the main Rivals page, not on Cane uh, yeah, well, yeah. So the one we all right, the one well. the one we did, you know, he says very good things about Miami, and in no way suggests that he did in the other one too. Yeah, he did okay. in the other one too. He just said so, he, you know, he wish he would hurt from him a little more. Well, yeah, you know, I don't. I don't think I would judge by that at this point. So, okay. All right. Well, um, thanks for being part of the show. All right. Thanks, man. It is always give us a call again next time. All right. Let's go out to the three hundred five. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Uh, hi, Gary. How are you doing? Doing good. Who's this? Uh, this is D. What's up, man? Hey, hey, hey good, good. Hey, I have a, uh, as far as the Kuligowski, I was, took a chance and took at some of his rosters when he was in Missouri. And, you know, everybody talked about how he had these three-star recruits and et cetera, et cetera. What, do you get the feeling that when he started practice and he started evaluating the defensive line that he was, like, ecstatic with what he inherited? I mean, ecstatic, I don't think I would use that word. I mean – you know, I wouldn't say ecstatic. I, you know, I, I think that he's probably encouraged by what he sees of Quan Muhammad. Um, I'm sure he, you know, he feels like he could do some things with Chad Thomas. Um, it looks to us like Trent Harris is getting most of his work now at linebacker. Um, so that means that they're, you know, they kind of like the guys they're working with at, at end. I'm sure he's encouraged by Gerald Willis. I'm sure he's encouraged by mm-hmm. uh, Kendrick Norton. Um, I, I, I think that um, Cortell Jenkins has shown them enough that he's, you know, getting a hard look. Um, uh, Anthony Moten, I'm sure he feels like he can make him better. So, uh, you know, I think he he feels like he's got some guys to work with there. Now, is he ecstatic? You know, I don't know. I mean, we get to talk to him tomorrow after practice. So um, we'll ask him I'm pretty sure sure he'll keep it it close to the best. We're going to talk to him Thursday after practice. And and, um, – we're going to ask him, well, Coach, are you ecstatic about the talent <laughs> that you are working with this spring? And we'll see what he says. Yeah, and as far as some of these receivers that, that they're talking about, I mean, I mean, you have to really be – I mean, it's, they're in a big competition with some of these big schools, especially for somebody like Grimes or the, who's, who's a, in, in Aquinas, where it seems like everywhere you look, it's like there's like an Ohio State guy. You know, yep. that, with their paws in that school, so well, Chris, Car- oh, Chris fair- Carter's got the he's got that pipeline going there. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's you know you have to sit there and, and you know they're they're talking to a lot of receivers. You got, I can I can understand what you're saying. So what the other guy was saying, they're not talking to them. You know, you, these players are probably looking, not necessarily guaranteed, but close to it. I mean, if, how how are you, especially with the, the staff that we got? How are you not going to try to start somebody like Jerry Judy? <laughs> it's, it would be very difficult. Some other schools, it would be a little bit more difficult. But going back to the whole recruiting thing, especially somebody like Judy, which, you know, you look at some of his feeds and some of the things that he says and everything, he seems like he's so on the fence about committing to Miami, unless he's using well, it I mean, Al- or Al- something Al- like that. Well, I mean, Alabama's start there. Um, yeah. Alabama, no, but Alabama's I think he, I think he really well with him. But I, don't, I mean, I feel like he's really like he would consider he's really not not on the fence like fifty fifty, but you know he had, does have some kind of feelings for Miami. 
do you feel that these, the, the, you know, some of these players that, like, you know, you hear all the time that they leave to another school that really wanted to play for Miami, but they didn't because the team was bad or because they just – do you feel that they would play harder for us if they would – you know, like I feel like some of these people who they've been Kings fans all their lives, but, you know, they just see that the school is not in the position that they would want to play for. Do you feel that if the team was up to par, it, w- it would be a no-brainer for them to come to our school? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you could make a blanket, blanket statement like that, but I, I do think yeah. that as the program gets better, more of these local kids are going to bond with the Miami program more so than they have in, in the past, and it's going to be harder for schools like Alabama and them to come in here and get their um, get, get their stranglehold on a kid like Judy as early as they have. Yeah. Okay. All right, Gary, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. I meant that. Thank you for being part of the show. All right, we got about 20 minutes of show left. 646-595-2048 is number 646-595-2048. Hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. And let's go now to the 678. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary, what's going on? Doing great. Who's this? On oh, this Kane Junkie, man. What's up, Junkie? Man, been busy, man. I haven't really been able to, to to check on it like I wanted to, but you know I've been flashing back here and there. Um, I just really wanted to know about the spring game, man. Um, did you see ten wins, or is it too early to see that in the scrimmages that we've been having so far and the practices that we've been having? It, it's too early. I mean, I'm I've got my concerns. I, I I don't know how you can win and be as bad as they are at the cornerback position right now. I, I I I mean anybody they play that has the capability of throwing the ball is going yeah. you know is is I think you know I think it's going to be an issue um you know based on what I'm seeing right now um you know but I I think the offensive line's getting better you know they had their moments the other day I I I'd be encouraged about that I think the offense is going to be fine um they're they got to get a little bit better on defense. I don't know if you heard Manny Diaz at the start of the show, but one thing about Manny I love is he's a very honest guy, like, you know, extremely, extremely honest about everything. And, and you know, he's told us the truth all spring about, about where he feels the defense is right now. What, not not being able to tackle in the, on the back end? Yeah, just it, 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 it goes beyond that. I mean, you know, he's – He's having to get guys to play as hard as he wants them to play and is disciplined and everything else. And, and you know, it, it, it's not a disaster top to bottom, but, you know, I just think that they're going to really struggle to cover people. It, it, do you think it's more of a of a learning process right now that he can't really see what, you know, because it is all new. It's all, you know, being erased out of what we've been doing for the last, what, four years. So they had to erase that. So it's been brain like wiped out, and then have to learn a whole new way of playing, like what they were, you know, put in the doghouse for for the last few years. Now that's you know like more what we're leaning towards. You know, it's still like they they you can see a, a DB being timid when he you know when Tracy uh, Tracy get benched. Tracy Howard get benched for like about what freelancing or you know doing his own thing, but now it's been asked for them to go man to man, you know, over the top with the safety. So it's almost like it's they have to almost you know take a step away from what what's been taught for the last few years and learn that okay it's okay now, so I'm not gonna get in the doghouse. 
I won't be benched if I play this way. I I believe like that part of it is just you know the part that the learning part of it, and then being young at the same time, just nobody really played but Corn Elder, so you can see that you know young guys getting the first taste of of of, of, of polished football after having to, you know, sit through what they had to sit through for the, you know, the, the, the couple years with, you know, Ryan Mays, this is his second year, Jackson's second year. So they had two years, basically, of, of the type of football that we've been playing on defense, if you want to call it that. Now you've been taught a whole new way of thinking. Um, safety's being taught a whole new way to play. And to me, it's just more like a learning curve. I, I when I look at the back end, you know, when I hear stories about how the secondary is playing. Well, yeah, I don't think it's as, it's as complicated as all that. I, I, I think the bottom line is they they don't have a lot of talent at cornerback right now. Um, you know, uh, Corn Elder obviously is the best talent. He, for whatever reason, is not playing at a, at a top-shelf level. And from there, I, I just – I don't think they have anybody else. You know, I is mean – Is he a top – is he top shelf though? I mean, if you take away the, the special teams, was he ever really top shelf? No. I mean, no. Right. right. I mean, you, so, you know, no, he he hasn't <laughs> been. You're, you're hoping he will be. Uh, you you're know, hoping you def- he will be where yeah. he's been and won't take a step back. But I mean, he was never the one who we said, "Hey, that's the one." I always thought Corn Elder should have been on offense. Really, from day one, I always believed he should have been on the on the. You know the ball in his hand because every that's the the biggest things he does for the team is on special teams when he has the ball in his hand. So I always felt cornerback was a bad move for him. But mm-hmm. with recruiting wise, it, is it looking like you know DBs are wanting to uh, you know that we're going to land from the top notch? Like I know Greeny, uh, Sean Davis. I know he was about to commit, but that never happened. And now you know. It's a way to see approach. Are we lined up to get the land like top tier secondary, or is it still you know swing and miss, and we maybe will get one and you know catch a couple three stars here and there? It's it's too soon in the game for me to predict who they're going to get. Oh okay. I mean, but you know, you, you've, like you've got you've got a you've got a, you've got a couple DB. You got three DBs on the commit list right now. Um, Billy Gibson, Nick Roberts, and Amon Ross, and uh, you know where it's going from there. I uh, yeah, I I I can't predict that right now. What's the other safety that was um from Jacksonville? Is like is he on the fence? with uh, thinking about coming aboard? What's um, from uh, Trinity Christian? What's the DB name? You just did a write up about him uh, from Jacksonville. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um. Let me let me pull it up and a hard like, hitter. Like yeah, he he like he real physical. Sean <laughs> Wade. That's Sean, Sean, Sean Wade is who you're talking about. Is he? So right. it was the article was looking at that. I don't think it's well, Sean Wade. He, I mean, well, no, Sean Wade is a kid that they're trying to get in on. I I, I he's from Trinity Christian, um, but. But right now he's committed to Ohio State. But the 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 other kid that that's up there is Derek Smith. Is that who you're talking about? That's who it is. That's who I'm yeah. talking about. Right. Yeah. Okay. The, um. You know, those are those are two DBs up there, at Trinity Christian, that are both really, really, really good players. So are we oh, are we in the game for them? both of them? 
Um, I, I think they're trying to get in the game on Wade. He's one of the top DBs in the country. Um, you know, right now he's committed to Ohio State. You know, obviously, oh, yeah. obviously, be tough right there. yeah. But you know, they're not going to. You know, obviously, they're going to they're going to recruit him. Uh, you know, well, you know, they're going to. I'm sure. You know, they'll take their shot. You know, with him. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, right. so Derek Smith, I, I think you know, doesn't have the same level of of, of offer list and, and type of schools recruiting him. So, so just be a body. I don't know. I don't want to say. That. I don't want to say that because <laughs> you know that that might not be fair. I mean, you know, right now Miami's number one on his list. Okay, okay, but you know, what does that mean? I mean, we, you know, he's got he's coming down for the spring game this weekend. Right. I mean, but you know, he's going to go to he's going to USC and UCLA and and there's other schools oh, yeah. that might might decide to get serious about him. So you just don't know. Right. It's right, it's just, right, it's, right. it's I, I know I sound like a broken record, but I mean we're sitting. It's April, man. Signing day is not for ten months, and and, right. and we're getting ready to go into the spring evaluation period right now. When all these schools around the country go out and hit the road recruiting, and it's really not till the summertime that all this stuff really starts to become crystal clear. Because okay, right now we could go in there right now. You and I could go walk into the football offices, and we could ask the coaches, "Who are your top priorities?" At defensive back, who are your who are your top corners on your board? And they would answer us. But a month and a half from now, we might get an entire game. an entirely different answer. Right, right. You know, right, they're, they're going to go out and they're going to see who's interested and and, and and talk to coaches and 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 find out more about these kids and. Who that fellow? Yeah, I mean, it's just. It, I mean, I mean, there's certain kids that are obvious. I mean, everybody in the country is w- recruiting Sean Wade, for example. But you know, it's it's just re- in terms of who's going to end up where, it's it's really kind of early. It's I mean, so early, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, look at the kid from the linebacker, Palm Beach Cowens, who he he was committed to Florida State, and the other day he dropped Florida State, decided to commit to Alabama, and you know, it's like, you know, these kids don't have any clue where they're going right now. Right. I thought we were in the game for him. Well, they're trying to be. You know, that's my yeah. point. It's like, right. you know, to a large degree, Miami's just getting started. Okay, you got right. a new coach. You got a new coaching staff. They, they only recruited for three weeks. You know, right. before sign, before signing day. Um, right, right, right. You know, didn't really get a chance to do a ton of recruiting. Obviously, after that, you know, now they're in spring practice. Uh, I think you'll see a lot of kids come in for the spring game this weekend, and uh, then you know they'll, they'll probably take a couple days off, and then they're going to get serious about recruiting for a month. And once they get go through that period, and then we'll see what's going on. We'll have a better idea at that point who the priorities are. All right. Uh, will the spring game be televised? Uh, I believe you'll you could watch it at ESPN three dot com if if I remember okay. correctly. Um, Alright. See if I yeah, if okay. I have it here for you. Oh, but, one uh, more thing. Uh, the old lineman for uh, from Iowa. Yeah. You just did it right up on the other day. Six six yeah. two two ninety. Uh huh. So uh, the. I mean, I know you probably haven't done your evaluation on them. I haven't heard anything about them. I was just, you know, I saw the commit, so I just wanted to peep in on it and see. You know, I haven't really been able to get on it, so I just, you know, wanted to get some some feedback on that commit. 
well, he's a big he's a big kid that can play guard or tackle. Um, you know, he's from the Midwest, which you got you you got to love linemen. Yeah, I like the Midwest. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know they 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 tend to have the right mindset. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So so to speak, and uh, you know, looks like a good pickup. Okay. I tried. I'm gonna try to keep my eye on it now. You know, the spring game, and I know it's about to get serious for real. So yeah, it's I'll on. It, you can watch in. it on ESPN three. That that's where it's gonna right. be aired. All right. All right. Appreciate that, man. All right, man. Th- thanks for being part of the uh-huh. show. All right, six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show here in the last eight minutes. Uh, let's go to the eight five zero. You are live on Sports Live. Oh, man, it's my lucky day, man. I can't believe I got on for real. How's you it going, are hot, it? It's Omar. Hey, what's up, Omar? It's been, yeah, it's been a while. Oh, man, I just uh, piggyback off the topic you was just talking about. I was just thinking it. But uh, it's, it's kind of blatant just how uh, Mark, Mark uh, said about the offense, like uh, with the receivers, like we just need speed. Like the, it, it's simple with the DBs, with the cornerbacks, it's just not – Enough talent, like there's no other way to put it. Like they're there not isn't. up there. It's like the caliber of players, consistency, a consistent corner is not there with any of them but corn at times. So it's like it's not there. I'm hoping and praying that 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 boy Young that coming in just shows some some flashes of just I'm ready to start right now. And I think they should start working. Um, What's the boy at at, at at safety? I forgot him. He they ain't got him starting, but he he playing at safety, and they they say his cover skills is real good. You know, I forgot the boy Jaquan Jaquan Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, they need to go and throw him that corner. He's the perfect size. Like I don't get it. Like if he ain't going, well, he got we don't know that he's the perfect guy. You you can't say that. You well, can't say I, he's the I, perfect I, guy. How do how do we don't know that he's the perfect guy to be a cornerback in college football. They don't, think, talking, they don't think he is. If they thought he is, they they would have moved him. They're dying for corner. They're dying they, for they, cornerbacks, they, and they kept him at safety. I think because they they weak at safety. Really, he's a he's. I think he contribute enough. He's kind of like how uh um what the boy uh Jamal came in at um safety. How he came in, he's just one of those guys that he contributes enough to where you can say, you know what, he's good at where he at because he's kind of like in the rotation. But, right, but trust if, me, they, if they thought that he could be a great corner, he'd be a corner. You know, he's short, you yeah. know, for starters. He's really not that tall of a kid. Um, yeah, he, I mean, he, he fit corner size. That's why I, I feel he, he he's not the typical safety size, but hmm. – I think I, I feel like he's better than if you coverage with the uh, the other guys that we got, other than Red on Wine, other than him and and uh, and. Uh, well, Red Red Wine didn't look very good the other day either. <laughs> I'll just, I'll yeah, just tell you. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, I heard he was. I heard I really now corn him on corn was looking too good. No, but it just it just that that skill position we need way more more help. It's like we got the linebackers in. The, Defensive line and the safety is good, but and we got freshmen coming in that I feel can help with depth right there. But cornerback and 
is it's gonna it's gonna be the biggest issue other than I think probably lying in the future. But I think once the wide receivers coming in, we definitely need those to come in. Them freshmen, it's like I hear what they saying. It's like after these boys run a couple reps, it's like you ain't got nobody else to go and and, and challenge the other guys. It's like it's a drop off. No doubt. All right, you got anything um, else tonight? Um, about the defensive line, uh, I, I I'm surprised that uh, uh Willis and 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 what's his name number seven? I forgot his name. Uh, Norton. the freshman. Yeah, Norton. Yeah, I see that they changed the defensive tackles up. What they haven't been doing too hot or something? Or you think they've been they doing okay? I mean, you know, I I, I kind of liked what I saw Norton doing the other day. Um. I'm kind of surprised Willis isn't jumping off the screen a little bit more, um, but it's you know it's still yeah. early. They've only had a couple of weeks of practice, and you know, uh, with these coaches, and you know, I'm yeah, trying to, I'm trying not to be too judgmental. Yeah, I'm, I'm really. It's like you can't be too judgmental because it's like you not got you don't got a full product there, and you won't get that until these freshmen come in. And see who stick out from that 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 group. I feel like because I think we're gonna need more help with these freshmen than people think because it, it, it's like it's a good product that we're putting up, but it's just a couple missing pieces to the puzzle right now that I can see that just not there. No doubt. But but, but the good news is they're working hard. Yeah, they yeah that's something I do see. It's a change in that. Like it's just it, it's effort there. Before it yes. was a problem with effort and just the coaches not knowing how to handle situations, but now it's like situations, problems that it's like they see it and the coaches see it and they tell you blame blamely as possible that hey this is what's going on. Now I like to hear that from coaches like it's like they're not ignoring what's going on and long as you're not ignoring then it's like. We're on the same page as a fan base, I feel like. But that's all i got to say. I'm gonna keep all right, man, thank on. you for being part of the show. Yeah. Let's go to the uh, 6, 7, 8 now. You're live on Kane Sport Live. You with us? Going Hello? once. Yes, sir, that's you. What's up, Gary? Doing good. Who's this? This is 23 Daddy Kane, man. How you doing? Hey, what's up, Mr. Herndon? How are you? Oh, uh, nothing, man. Nothing. Just checking you out, man. You're covering some good stuff with the guys, I see. Yep, that tight end position group's looking good. Oh, there. man. Appreciate it. I've been hearing some good stuff about them. Yep, they're all looking good. They're all looking good. So you coming down for the spring game? Yes, sir. I will be there. I have to hook right, up with if, you at the game and, and yeah, get some you good see me, make sure you, stuff to see. I'll be out there. Uh, if you see me, uh, make sure you give me a shout-out. So oh, well. I definitely will. Oh, what no else problem, you got for us tonight? No you got anything for us? Well, yeah, everything is hearing? working fine. I'm kind of now. Well, I was kind of uh, torn about saying something. You know, Young Herndon was involved in an accident this morning. It was a hit and run down there, and somebody knocked oh, the crap oh. out of his car. And oh took no! Took off on him. Yeah, man, it was a, hate a black that. Toyota Tundra. So, if you see anything like that with some gray <laughs> all on the back side of it. Called out the word. Oh yeah, man. Him and him and David was going to uh, workouts in the morning, and somebody blew through an intersection and popped the crap out of them. But they're fine. Other than that, man. Yeah, they're they're fine, man. They 
got All picked right, up and still made it in for the meetings and workout. You got to love it. Yep, good. But nah, man, it's just a, a good, a lot of good stuff. They they love the new coaches, the new strength and conditioning staff. I mean, there's a, I've seen a big change in my son's body. You know, he's been home uh, spring break and. Uh, he's loving the, the strength and conditioning part of it. So I know you usually run something every year about the weight room. I heard you mention yeah, it a, a little I while ago about I'm not, oh, I'm man, not optimistic they're going to release that to us this year, but, you know, we like yeah, to do uh, Yeah, I'll put in a good word for you if I can. But yeah, I can that. see the difference in his body and, you know, from what he's telling me about how the weight room program is going now. And I think it's definitely going to benefit the offense. It's going to benefit the whole team. I mean, he said it's, it's more up-tempo. Um, instead of, you know, lifting and waiting on machines, you're just standing in line waiting. They said that everybody's doing something. You stay constantly moving for an entire hour and a half where before you was waiting on a bench press, you're standing in line, BS and talking junk. But now they got them doing crunches, planks, you know, something other than the machine that they're getting ready to work on to, to work their body. So um, he's feel better, a lot better than he did, stronger. And uh, you can see and it they're in his feeding body. them better. Did he tell you they're feeding them better than yes, they ever have? Yes, they are. Yes, they are. I was going to ask you how much insight do you have? I mean, do you get to go in there with them? But that's not the thing. No, I don't mentioned. really – I don't go into the into, into the training table with them and stuff. But, I mean, I know that the university is making a big investment there. They're, they're be, you know, better food, um, better recovery, right. diets, and things like that. They, they're putting a lot more into it than they ever have. And, Gary, they also are, are being more accountable about it. I just talked to him earlier today, um, and he has to, they have to sign in to go to – because the coaches want to see that they're eating. So they have to sign in when they go eat. I mean, it's, it's real cool. I mean, They got somebody in the dining room watching them. <laughs> they, they got I was just about to say that. I was just about to say that. Make they sure have that a nutritionist. Yeah, and they the have more room. nutritionists. Yeah, they have know exactly what their diet is supposed to be, so it's more people in the – in the mess hall, well, cafeteria, yep. watching them eat what they're eating and all that. Yeah, they have it's more accountability. They, they eat as a team, and and yes, sir. Yep. yep. They have nutritionists making sure they're eating the right things, and yeah, it's it's good. And now, one thing that I did know, um, and which the the last staff too did the same thing. They're doing a lot of team functions, of course, because new coaches got to learn new players. But they're doing a lot of team functions together. So that's that's yep. always a plus. Doing a lot, a lot of team, of team things together, mm-hmm. and I, and I, I think guess, everybody's going to be pleased. This weekend, I guess they have a, a, a family meal after the spring game, right? Oh yeah, yes sir. Uh, uh, family thing with the alumni there. It's supposed to be real nice. Uh, big spread right, well, they putting on for us. Hopefully, you'll enjoy that. And you'll give us a report next Tuesday. Oh no problem, dude. I, I definitely will. And like I said, I'll find. I'll make sure I find you when I get down there. Uh, and I usually like to get there early to see the warm-up. Yeah, I'll be so there I know early. the game is at 2. And I yeah, probably I'll... get there about, you know, 1 o'clock or something. Yeah, I'll I mean, be I'm there. sorry, 12 o'clock. Yeah, I'll be there around 12 also. So, yeah, well, I'll, you know, look look, look for me. Since I don't know, I, I won't recognize you. but <laughs> I I'll, got I'll you, buddy. I will. I'll, be, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll make sure I'm wearing a canesport.com shirt, okay? Uh, all right, no out. problem, buddy. All right, so if you see me, make sure you say hello. And uh, give us a call next week and give us a report on your weekend. Yes, I would say I squeeze into one of his jerseys, but yeah, they are way too tight. <laughs> Only his mom is wearing that jersey. I can't fit that thing. 
All right, buddy. But I will uh, see you down there uh, Saturday, yeah. and I'll uh, make sure I'll holler at you. Thanks, as always, for calling us. I'm, and I'm glad, uh, no problem. I'm glad you. you got through that accident okay today, and uh, everyone will be looking for that Toyota, that black Toyota for oh, you. Man, thank you. It was a rough day, but I appreciate it. All right, Mr. Herndon. Thanks for calling in. All right. Peace. All right. Let's go to the 469. You're live on Kane Sport Live. What's going on, Gary? Doing good. Doing good. Who's this? Uh, this is Al. All right, Al. Hey, I wanted to uh, I wanted to switch it up real quick. Uh, I had a question about uh, the fullback that got dismissed. Why is he not on the team anymore? Oh, um, um, Walter Tucker. Yeah. He, you know, he's a kid that man. He just went south. I don't know. I don't want to talk too out of school, but I mean, he just kind of like went south on the team and and wasn't really doing the right things and had a really rough year last year. And my guess is Mark Rick got that report and said, you know what, I'm trying to turn this program around. I, I need the right attitudes and the right locker room and everything else. And you know, my guess is that's what happened. And he just decided that he they, he didn't want. They, they could use him right now. Yeah, they could, and that tells you that tells you everything you need to know to answer your question. So, you know, he's uh, exactly he, he's exactly what they need right now, and they let him go. So, uh, my second question is um, this is uh, this is off track about the Adidas uh, uniforms. Is is Miami uh, happy about the uniforms, the product they put out? Haven't heard any beefs. You know, I haven't okay. heard anybody complaining. You don't like them? Well, I, uh no, I don't. I think they're horrible. <laughs> I like the, I just like the Nike uniforms a lot, but I'm a Nike yeah. person, so I, I didn't like just, the basketball warm ups, I'll tell you that. I, I thought I, I thought they were kinda of bland, you know. Yeah. But yeah. but I mean the Are they gonna be the same? Are they gonna be the same next year? The football uh, I'm uniforms? Not, I'm not sure. You know, they always try to throw little wrinkles in and stuff. I'm not sure. But um, I thought the football uniforms were fine. I didn't I didn't really think there was anything wrong with those. So the the back, the letters on the back and the damn shit on the feathers on the side um, yeah. just was crazy people, to me. If they just some people like, some don't, but they changed the letters, if you remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. they made those better. So we'll see. I appreciate it. All right, man. Right. Thanks for being part of the show. All right, last call of the night. Let's go to the 973. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary. What's going on, man? Thanks for taking the call, man. Good. Who's this? It's Ross, the Jersey, of course. Hey, what's up, Ross? Finish us off, man. Yeah. What you got? Take us off. Hey, home. man, I just had everybody talking about that cornerback spot, and, you know, someone kind of stole my tongue a little bit. You, um, you mentioned it a little bit. He mentioned it a little bit. I just want to finish it up. I like corn. We all like corn. But don't forget when he came in, he was supposed to either be a scat back, a corner, a, a slot guy. He, you know, he's supposed to be. So he was one of those highly recruited kids. He was a late signee that that old staff, like always, don't know what they wanted to do with him, and they kind of like, okay, we're gonna stick him at cornerback. And he started had some flashes. They wanted to make sure he do kick turns, and they was real big on him and kick return until he fumbled that ball. I think what was that the um. Georgia Tech, or no, the, was it the Florida State game or the Georgia Tech, I mean, the Virginia Tech game, he had that fumble, and we kind of went away from him as far as returning, you know, football and all that. But my point is, don't forget, 
that was the best that they bought in at the time as, as far as corners and then we bought in Burns. But he's not a quality guy where we could say, if he's all we have right now, that's terrible. And, and that's, and that's yeah. what, this, what the coach is trying to say. We had yeah. a, we, they have done a bad job of bringing in quality defensive linemen and quality quarterbacks on defense. Now, we don't want to talk about often some of the stuff that they've made mistakes on, but just the fact that they've brought in terrible guys at the quarterback spot, and every time you turn around, they're telling you that the kid Myers, or not they, but people are saying that the kid Myers is going to get cut, and we, we don't hear anything about Jackson. and it's, that's, just, that's, 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 that's horrible. So it's not like Corn was a top-flight Recruited guy, he he was thinking about playing basketball also. So let's think about it a little bit, man. Let's just think about it. It's not one of those situations where he was a top flight guy. So that just tells you where we're at right now at that position, and yep. and the word we're in a terrible spot. So that that tells me this though. This, this, here's my concern though, Gary. And, and as a fan base, we should be concerned about this. And I'm sorry, guys. I hate to kind of say this, but it's the truth. If we can't find, if the defensive coaches can't find, the quarterback coach and the de- safety coach and the defensive coordinator can't find a way to coach these guys up and make them look good, here we go again. It's going to hurt us when recruiting because all these recruiters from from the opposing teams, and uh, you know, they're going to say, oh, we still can't get it done. I thought these guys were quality coaches and things was going to change in Miami, and we still can't get it done. And they're going to recruit against us some more. And the kids who are on the fence about coming to our school or going to, you know, elsewhere, they're going to make another decision to go elsewhere because they don't feel like we, the kids that we have got coached up. When the kids that we have now, no matter how much you coach them up probably, they're not good enough. So that's a dilemma. So we got to root hard and hope and pray they find a way to coach these guys up and coach them up hard and get some quality, you know, in return from it. What do you think, Harry? Yeah, I agree. And, and, you know, and I think the defensive back coaching has been upgraded. You know, I, I mean, we, you know, we don't know how much yet, you know, we haven't seen enough of Mike Rump out there coaching those corners and, uh, you know, Banda brings a lot of enthusiasm to the job, that's for sure. But, uh, you know, we'll see how they do when the season starts and all that. But, uh, you know, I feel pretty comfortable in saying that the coaching that will take that's taken place at that position is better than what's been there in the past. And we'll see if the, how that carries over into recruiting. But, uh, you know, you're right. It's, it's, it's a bad deal right now, and it's not good enough. And uh, they're acknowledging that. Yeah, and we're getting there. You know, we, none of us should be surprised. None of us should be surprised that we're having trouble at that position because, you know, what's the guy named that's now played for the Packers? Even though he he was solid, he was not great. I couldn't. I still don't understand how they never threw to his side. They never really threw to him, so we really couldn't see if he could defend the position or not. Well, they was throwing it on the other side because they know they could do that also. So maybe the, the, the guy on the other side was just not as good at times. But um, what's the guy's name? Was it Gunter that went to the Packers? Sam Shields. Are you talking about Sam Shields? No, or, not or... Shields. Gunter. Oh, Gunter. 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 Yeah, okay. Right, okay. Yeah, don't forget we had him. And they never really – when I say they, I mean opposing teams never really threw it to his side. And, and, and it always surprised me that they didn't do that. I didn't understand that because I didn't think he was – you know, at the time when he was being coached up to play well for us, it turned out he was quality because the NFL team did pick him up. But I was just surprised that they never really challenged him too much in college. You know, it kind of 
shocked me. You didn't think if you think about that, they didn't really challenge him, Gary. Well, I think he kind of stood stood by himself as the best corner on the team in the later stages of his career. So if you were going to attack, you know, you, you kind of you know went another air in other directions. I mean, you know, they they threw at him a little bit, but you're right, they they certainly didn't have a bullseye on him. Yeah, they didn't. I, I, listen, I'm, I don't want to get on here and sound all negative or anything. I like some things that I'm hearing in interviews and stuff that, you know, Grace finally, you know, I think I mentioned this to you. you I'm not, I'm not actually to remember it, but I'm, I, I'll use the word, you know, rover to you a couple of times when I called, and I was concerned about, them, you know, I wanted them to use Grace in that position. And he's actually said it in some of his interviews that he's kind of being used that way as like a rover type safety, type linebacker, you At know, times, a combo. Yep. Yep, he is. So that's that's something I'm encouraged by. And then when you could use a guy like Grace, then you could go out and get other recruits to say, okay, I look like Grace. That's what I go in and play. And, mm-hmm. and and that's a plus. I like to hear that, and I think that's something that we could benefit from. You know, so that's a positive there. I, mean, I don't want to go all negative. And as far as the offense, we got to fix a few things on the offensive line. But we were talking about – you guys were talking about wide receivers before. Listen. It's going to come a time real fast that we're not going to lose these guys to the Ohio State and the Alabamas anymore because we finally got a coach that's going to not allow that to happen. I think our offense is going to look good. Not great, but good. Good enough to score the right amount of points, and we got to see what the defense do. I feel good about the D-line and the linebackers, and, you know, we just discussed the corner, so I don't need to go over it again. You know, I'm just going to listen to your comments. Thanks for making up my call. And you know I'm going to be watching the game with excitement. But let me let me let me mention something to you before. Now we have never done this at Miami, where the 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 first team offense is going against the second and third team defense. But this is what some people do everywhere everywhere else. The Alabamas, the Auburns, Ohio State. That's what they do. And that's why when they're scoring 38 points on a, a spring game, people think that you know these guys are so excited. They got high power offense. They always done that. We're the one that's always yeah, put you out can't, our first time offer. You can't make those that, kind of judgments, man. The spring game is to go out and enjoy yourself. You can't. Yeah, and and where it is, we used to we used to put our from what I remember from Randy to even Golden, we always put our first team guys against our first team guys, and then there was times when we just didn't look good. I mean, yeah, it's it not a good sounds team. Sounds like Rick's gonna divide the roster into two different teams. That's what he said today. He said that today. Yep. The yep. first team offense going up against the second and third team. So I expect them to score. Score. It's going to look good on TV, and that's yep. what it's for. It's going to look that's, good to, that's to the exactly fans. It won't be any. Yeah. Because then yep. I, I, I took a peek in on my my. You got to take a peek in on the other guys. I took a peek in on the Florida State spring game and the Florida. It's on TV. Why not? And that's the same thing they do. You know, yep. that's the same thing they did. That's you know, so you know. You can't judge too much by it. All right, Ross. We're going to go to sleep, man. Um, give a, give us a call next week. Let us know what you see on TV this weekend. Appreciate it, man. Just um, I'm just so happy to hear what's going on with the defensive linebackers and the defensive line. We just got to figure it out on the on the corner. And uh, I feel we get it done. We just got to be realistic that we don't have that quality, man. That's what it is. You got it, man. All hey, right. thanks for being thank, thanks for being part of the show. Appreciate it. All right, let me uh, hear your closing comment. All right, man. Great calls by everybody tonight. Uh, can't thank Howard Schnellenberger enough for joining us in the early stages of the show. If you came in late and you missed it, make sure you go back, listen to the podcast. Uh, the old ball coach gave us a lot of great insight. He went out to the scrimmage on Saturday, was extremely impressed by what he saw of Mark Rick's 
program and how it's coming along. And uh, he shared those thoughts with us on that and a bunch of other stuff. And it was a great segment. So if you missed it, make sure you go back and listen to the podcast. We'll have it online uh, shortly. I want to thank everybody that called in tonight. Uh, we'll have another show next Tuesday night is the plan right now. Um, we'll talk about the spring game, what everybody sees at Lockhart Stadium. And those of you that cannot make it to Lockhart, uh, you can go watch the game at ESPN3.com. So um, thanks again, everybody, for being part of the show, and we'll talk to you next week.